This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. How do you guys not remember what I say every time we do this show? Hey, everybody. What did you say? Because you I just, said, you just hey, didn't everybody. say it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more disappointed. I'm with you guys in Discord. Thank you guys for calling out as well. <laughs> I hit them up directly, but yeah. Hey, everybody. It was a long day. Hey I just everybody. got back from uh, vacation. Okay. Sue me. Okay. Um, but anyways, we are live right now on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Podcast. We gave shout outs to everybody who's currently in the chat uh, because today is a glorious day. Anthony Davis is now a Laker. We're finally done with the rumors. We're finally done with the reports. We're done with all of the drama. AD can now just go to Los Angeles and play basketball. We'll get into the full details of the trade and how it affects all the teams coming up. And then after that, we also have our mock draft 7.0 that Ricky and Dave are diligently fixing uh, mm-hmm. because the AD trade happened about an hour ago or a little a little over an hour ago. Uh, so we're still trying to fix out all our mocks. It's a full two-round mock with trades. So we're super excited to bring all of that to you guys. Whether you're on you know live watching us on Twitch right now, you're listening to this on uh, Blog Talk Radio, whether you're watching on YouTube, we want to give a shout-out to you. Thank you guys for stopping by. We appreciate it. But, boys... Let's jump into it. Anthony Davis is now a Laker. And the trade is Anthony Davis goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pelicans get Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the fourth pick in the 2019 NBA draft, and two future first. No announcement has been made yet. Um, obviously, if, if you're in the Twitch tra- chat, mm-hmm. drop it. Um, if it has been, if we missed it, but drop it. If any of the uh, details about the first round picks have come out, oh, okay. we definitely appreciate that. Um, whether you know it's going to be 2021, mm-hmm. whether it be 2021, 2023, and the protections, uh, definitely going to be intrigued to see yeah, the, what that is. The only thing I saw was that the AD is going to sign an extension once he can. I, so I, I heard, heard the, the other way. No, I, I right it. when I walked up to the studio, they sent out that he is expected to sign an extension Who? with the Lakers once he can Who after July first. Woj, ESPN. I didn't see that at all, and I was just Check on Woj's in. page. I'm refreshing Woj because uh, Chris Haynes said that he was going to become a free agent and then uh, yeah. probably and then become a free and then sign with the Lakers though long term. But he's not going to be a free agent after July first. He's going to be a free agent next year. He's going to be a free agent next year. Then it's whatever extension. Like basically, well, he's said, gonna, basically he's going to be in LA long term. Is the point of it? Yeah, is what that, I saw. Nothing from Woj said that. Um, the, he said they tra- the trade then Monster Hall for David Griffin and Pelicans and maximize the AD trade without needing a third team. History of Griffin deals typically include strong pick protections, which could go, which would make the trade even better. And now LeBron gets his second star in LA. Here we go. Teams already expressing significant interest in the yeah, number it four was pick belonging an to the Pelicans. ESPN update 44 minutes ago. Anthony Davis will sign new contract with Lakers once he becomes eligible for free agency in 2020. Yeah, so yeah, once so he becomes eligible. Yeah, so not, not but he's right going to be in L.A. long term is basically yeah, the yeah, expectation. Yeah, Unless yeah. he Dwight Howard's this shit, which mm. would be hilarious. Mm. Um, no Unlikely. word exactly. We got Katie's Achilles saying <laughs> apparently three first with uh, four pick swaps. Didn't see that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But let's jump into the trade again. That was the uh, trade details. Uh, Zoe, Ingram, Hart, fourth pick, and two future first going to the Pelicans, and the Lakers get AD. Let's talk about the team getting the biggest superstar in this trade, and that is uh, the Pelicans with Alonzo Ball. Um, <laughs> kidding. Let's go to the Lakers with Anthony Davis. I want to read a tweet first before we get into this, and I want to know if this is true in your guys' mind. Mm-hmm. This is from Steinline. He said, LeBron James missed the playoff for the first time in 14 years. Two days after the season ends, LeBron will find or LeBron finds out he will be partnered with by the best teammate he's ever had and really the idea sidekick. So is 
this the best teammate that he's ever had? Is he better than D Wade? Is he better than Bosh? Is AD the best teammate that LeBron's ever had? No, D Wade's the best teammate that LeBron ever had because basically <sighs> D Wade let LeBron come into D Wade's home and make it his own. It was like D Wade was king of the castle in Miami. Let LeBron come in, be king, treat it like his home, and was like, hey, dude, it's okay. As long as we win in ships, it's fine. But talent-wise, you can't argue that, like, D-Wade, at the end of his Mm -hmm. prime, like, the very edge of his prime, was a better player than Anthony Davis is right now with all his 50, 20 games. Like, that's my thought. It's just, I I, I respect D-Wade. He was awesome. Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving was younger, uh, very good, but I don't Mm -hmm. think he was better than Anthony Davis is right now. The thing that will answer that question, like we don't know the true answer to that question until we see how this plays out because Mm -hmm. I think if the Lakers don't win a ring, then AD can't be a better teammate than Kyrie or D-Wade because both of those teammates got LeBron Mm -hmm. a ring. But they also had a better version of LeBron. This is arguably a worse version of LeBron Mm -hmm. compared to the the versions that KD or uh, that Kyrie and uh, that Wade had. And also, Mm -hmm. someone brought up the fact that uh, 80s never played 82 games, but neither is Dwayne Wade. So D-Wade was never (laughs) playing 82 games. Uh, I would say that the versions that they're going to be is is, is probably going to be what's important. What is AD going to be Mm -hmm. on what is he going to be next to LeBron? I think that's the biggest thing, is, mm-hmm. is that clearly I think it's going to help him the most because those two in a pick and roll is going to be absolutely nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they're going to play off each other so well. I just wonder how AD is going to do with less shots and not being the guy. And that's the biggest thing that I'm going to have to see. Because talent-wise, it's so tough to compare because one's a big and one's a, one's a guard. But I just want to throw that out there. But let's talk about the actual move. How mm-hmm. does it affect the Lakers' timeline? How does it affect the team? And how are LeBron uh, AD going to... I'm so used to saying Katie. How are LeBron and AD <laughs> going to pair up next to each other? I will say this. The first thought in my head that you got to throw, whether you like him, you don't like him, you got to give props to Palenka because he got it done. What Magic said he was going to do and what Magic didn't do was bring in guys for LeBron, trade for guys for LeBron. Palenka got it done. Like he was able to, we all thought, and we did the PTP um, Sean, and we were saying that even I was like a 25% chance he gets traded on or before draft night. I thought that the Pelicans were going to wait until after July 1st to entertain the Celtics. Like, hey, if we can get Jason Tatum out of the Celtics, let's see if we can get that. Because to me, that was the true prize out of anything the Lakers could have offered. So that was the first thing in my mind is you got to give props to Palinka for actually getting the deal done. Yeah, no, I it's it's credit to him because well i mean how much do you want to give him credit versus how much do you want to give rich paul credit in my head that's the argument because Mm -hmm. rich paul started rich paul paved this Mm -hmm. thing he wrote this thing up he engineered it he dropped the news bits he talked to the media he talked to front office he talked age like he Mm -hmm. did everything he's the mastermind behind all this that's why i'm like i want to give him credit but at the same time like palinka had to decide what they're giving up though all they had to do was finish david griffin already had a connection with lebron and Mm -hmm. rich paul i'm not yeah. And here's the thing, too. I don't know if I can give Rob Palenka too much credit. He did get the deal done. He was mm-hmm. a part of it. But then again, I mean, we all kind of knew the the idea that had to happen. We mm-hmm. knew that they had to get two young stars, which they did in Lonzo, or at least two young potential stars in Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. They got an extra piece, and Hart and Kuzma, I think, can kind of be seen as the same bits in, in ways. You know, Kyle Kuzma is a guy that obviously can put up near 20 points per game mm-hmm. and is more of a wing, but... Josh Hart's guard provides, you know, an all-around game that is, is I think, comparable to Kyle Kuzma. And plus They're not the Pelicans, all-stars, but they are very good players. The Pelicans, in my mind, why would I want Kuzma when I'm taking Zion number one? 
Well, like, that to me I is like they they well, the might be a little it, bit too similar with the little like mm. what? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, yeah, I think similarly. Like I think the Pelicans go out there and get because AD is gone. If whether Randall comes back, I think you get a five and roll Zion at the four. And where would you roll Kuz at the four? No, I, off the bench. No, yeah, as I say like Kuzma is just a wing shooter. He's a great spacer. Like I think I, I don't I don't see the overlap mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know if I would even call. Like, you were talking about how Hart is, you know, a good uh, player. I'm like, he's more of a role player. I know last year he was hurt, so his mm-hmm. numbers really dropped off later in the season. Hart can but be, though, what, what You the... hope that he's a two-way guard off the bench for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can defend pretty well. It's just that shot from three really dropped off the face of the earth. The expectations out the gates, though, were really high for him. Mm-hmm. So... I still think value-wise, you're getting a, I think he's a, very, a more valuable player to me he's a in ver- Hart at this point because I think Kuz is just, no offense, he's a spacer, but he's also a chucker at times. Mm-hmm. I think Hart is, is a much better three-point shooter than what he showed last year. Yeah. I think we all know that. We can look back we're at college. Um, no, I think he is. Um, okay. I don't think we're hoping. We I'm saw hoping. what he was at, <laughs> in, in, in college, and I think that he showed that he was a much better three-point shooter than that. Um, and I think injuries had to deal with that and also the change of um, just going to a, a new team pretty much with LeBron. I mean, not going to a new team technically because he still was a Laker, but... Mm-hmm. Going and having to deal with this whole changes, and obviously that whole team didn't deal well with the changes. But clearly, this was the right move for the Lakers. I just didn't think they were going to be able to get done. I just didn't think that the Pelicans wanted to deal with them. But David Griffin coming in was the right move for the Pelicans. Gail Benson knew what to do. She knew that Dell Dams needed to be moved, and you know she brought in a very smart hire in David Griffin. I thought I thought the move was great when she hired it. Now I think you know making this move fully sealed that David Griffin was the right choice mm-hmm. for the Pelicans to lead them into this new future and I, I'm excited for the Pelicans fans and I'm also excited for the Lakers they were the now team to the favorite to win uh the the, the NBA championship before this uh came out this news came out and now they add Anthony Davis are they the favorites in your mind to win the championship next year the Lakers yeah no like I think that the West to me because of the Warrior injuries, next year is going to be interesting because it could potentially be the first year we don't walk in thinking the Warriors are just going to walk away with the West. I think before we can answer that question, we got to wait to see what the Clippers do in free agency. The Lakers are going to be tough. The Rockets, are even if they don't make any trades, they're going to be back in the picture last year because they're such a good team still. Denver, they're young and you expect them to get better I think that it's going to be a fun, like next year could be the f- most fun ride we have in the West. Partly because of Clay and Katie injury, that's the bad part of it. But because there's not that looming of like mm-hmm. the Warriors are going to win, we could have a fun race. Who in the is West. your favorite though to win the NBA title? I would say I w- one team that I would put above the Lakers is the Nuggets because I think that them really? with exper- with experience in the playoffs, if they make a move or two to kind of fine tune some things. They're a team that beat my expectations. I thought they yeah. were going to get, like, not swept, but get upset in the first round by the Spurs. And they almost made a deep run in that playoff. All right, here's the thing. is I, I love the Nuggets, Sean. but <laughs> you're talking about LeBron James. And you're also talking about Anthony Davis, who has mm-hmm. more playoff experience than that whole Nuggets team, pretty much, outside of mm-hmm. Paul Millsap. So, it also depends on what... The, the Lakers with <laughs> LeBron and AD are not winning the title, I'll say that. They need one more piece added in. But whether that be adding more depth around them or a star, I still think that they're better than the Nuggets because they still have, I think at at max, they'll have like $32 million Mm -hmm. in cap space, which will be enough to add depth and or a star next to them. And I think it's just now swooning one of them, whether it be Jimmy Butler. uh, Clay's ACL got my back. He says, uh, I say Nuggets. I saw that one too. (laughs) Uh, Kyrie as well or or, um, 
uh, or Jimmy Butler, whoever they do sign, mm-hmm. um, obviously that can it, help them. But I think even if you had depth, you're talking about two, in my opinion, I think two top five players in the mm-hmm. NBA. And you know, LeBron James, who is, the, I think, the best player in the world. And I think Anthony Davis, who was my pick to win MVP this year uh, before he decided he didn't want to play in New Orleans anymore. Um, I thought that was going to be the, the, you know, the, the rise to the top. But I think they pair so well together. And if you're adding a guy like a Kemba Walker who could shoot extremely well from the outside and be a playmaker when those two aren't working mm-hmm. um, and just provide some speed as well. I think that would be huge. If you add Jimmy Butler, who can play lockdown defense, that'd be massive. And you still keep Kyle Kuzma, who could be a great shooter from the outside. Um, so that's going to be definitely something interesting. I would favor them the most out of the West. They might not be my favorite in the NBA because I think I might still lean towards Milwaukee if they're able to keep everybody. If they're able to keep Chris Mid, if they're able to bring back Brooke Lopez, I think that team probably has to lead it just because that chemistry has already been instilled. Giannis is going to get older. He's going to get better. He's going to grow into his body a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I think that it would probably be you know leaning towards my favorite because you can't say the Raptors although they won because you're not sure if Kawhi's going to be there. Can't say the Warriors obviously because of the injuries to Katie and Clay. I think if we're saying favorites in the NBA, I would say Bucks. I think that'd be an easier bet, a safer bet. Mm-hmm. But if we're saying in the West, I have to lean towards LA. But what about? What about the Rockets is my question. This mm-hmm. is a team that had been hunting the Warriors year over year over year and just, just not good enough, just not good yeah. enough. Injuries at, in, at inconvenient times, the worst shooting streak we've ever seen from three. Like, doesn't this line up for 2019-2020 season to be like the year for the Rockets in the West? They've got the most but, playoff experience guys mm-hmm. on the team. They've got great leadership. And I know they just literally came out and were like, everyone's for sale that's the thing that i would like, say it no. scares me yeah. but at the same time now that katie and claire are out like everything's I, for sale and i i just don't know if again you bring up the fact about injuries like i still think that's going to be a problem for them because if chris paul goes down they're immediately taken down a little bit and if you're, you're asking me who am i taking you know clint capella or james harden against lebron and ad I think that one's pretty easy. I'm taking LeBron and AD. So we'll see. Obviously, it's going to have to depend on who yeah. they bring in the Lakers. That supporting but, cast, but, so key. Yeah. But it's going to. I still think that it doesn't have to be perfect for them to win. It, it could be. It could be decent, and okay. they can still win. It just can't be horrible. It just can't be Rondo, Lance, Lance. Javale, all those, all those guys, easy. easy, all those guys they brought in. If they could build a decent supporting cast, I yep. think that they need to be the favorites in the West. Um, Let's talk about stars now. Who else can they add before we move to the Pelicans? Um, who else can they add? Who's the who's if you had to rank the guys and give me a top three of free agents that the Lakers can bring in this free agency mm-hmm. um, to to really help this team? If we're looking at money wise, I think they're looking at either twenty eight if AD accepts his five million trade kicker, or it's thirty two if he declines it. Well, that's also the thing is when this trade actually goes official because if it's I believe after July sixth. Yeah, if it's is it going to be after July sixth? Is, is that confirmed? Uh, Mark said. The, 80 trade with Los Angeles cannot be completed until July 6th. The question now comes to how L.A. times the trade. L.A. can use cap space as a buffer first or wait 30 days and have salaries match up. Uh, waiting would preserve cap flexibility to right. use 32 and a half mil. That's I, I think that's super critical for them because that 32 and a half mil opens up a couple more doors. I think the one that they've already come out and we've already heard, I think, from Mark Stein was mm-hmm. Kemba Walker yeah. being like, that's the guard we want to pair with these guys. And but I, Kemba said he'd take less to stay in Charlotte. When? That was the, because it came across my phone, that he told the Hornets that he would be okay with taking How less than the Supermax. How recently was that my thing? Um, it was this week I saw it. Yeah. Well, um, that he'd be taking, happy with taking less than the Supermax to stay in Charlotte. My thought is, as soon as Anthony Davis got added to that team, I'm... If I'm Kemba Walker, 
I'm also thinking I would take less than the max to go to another team. Yeah. You know? June like, 13th, um, NBA.com, Ken Walker says he's open to taking less than Supermax mm-hmm. from Hornets. Yeah, and I, so that's why I want to see you rank the top three of, of guys that are out there that are available that they can sign that you think will sign with them. Not the guys that you think they should sign, but yeah. what are realistic options for them? I, th- I still think that Kemba will sign in, in Charlotte. We'll get to that, obviously, mm-hmm. in my mock draft. Um, but I, I think if we're looking at it, I think your number one goal has to be, and, and I know I don't I don't care if this is unrealistic. Your number one goal has to be Kawhi Leonard. If he's if he's gonna be a free agent, and if yeah. he wants to go to LA, if he's from that area, there's no reason you should not be going after Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Put him Agreed. at the three, play LeBron at the four, and play AD at the five. I get just just dominate the league. So that. that that needs to be your number one option. And if you get them. NBA championship confirmed. I don't give a shit who you put next to me, but Archie Diakono at that one. Nice. I don't care. Nice. Um, if we're going two, I would need to look at a guy like Jimmy Butler. I think that mm-hmm. his three-point shooting in the outside would be huge. He doesn't need to be the guy to be successful. He works his ass off. He doesn't care if he's scoring 12 points a night. He will just go out there and do what's needed for the team. I think that needs to be your your next option. Mm-hmm. And then if not, if you can't you know, get any of those players, I think that you need to have a guy who can you know, playmake a little bit. And I think... If that is what's out there, I think that Kyrie needs to be option number one, but I don't know if he wants to go there. Um, so then Kemba comes in, and I, I think that he needs to be your third option because I'm, I'm iffy on Kyrie going. If you get Kyrie, there's there's See, no that's... there's no there's no <laughs> wrong way to you know you can't be mad if you get Kyrie, but if you're not able to get Kyrie, I would say Kemba. So I'd go uh, Kawhi, Jimmy. In Kemba, if you if you're getting Kemba, that's good. If you're getting Kyrie, that's good. If you're getting any of those four players, you did a good job. But if you're missing out on them and you're not able to supplement that team with the right players around them, then this is not, it might be seen as a failure. But I think that'd be my power ranking at least. I'm gonna go a little bit different. And the okay. reason why I'm taking Kawhi off is because here's how I see the top free agents. Sure, Durant's gonna stay with the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think Kawhi wants to play with the Lakers if he's coming to LA. It's like for me, it's Raptors or Clippers are the ones that are gonna get. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Right, but you're not even going to try? No, no, no. You're not going to try to woo no, the no, man? No, no. You're going to try, but I'm saying I don't think it's going to happen, okay. so I'm not putting him on my list and wasting my breath. Um, the Nets are going to get Kyrie, Kemba stays with the Hornets, Clay with the Warriors. So to me, my list would be number one, Jimmy gets buckets. The G stands for gets. Um, that's number one. Number two, I would say I'm, I'm torn between either like a Chris Mid or a Tobias Harris because maybe those that's three. So I'm changing my power ranking. That would be three, either a Chris Mid or a Tobias Harris. Number two, I'm gonna say I know that people are gonna say he didn't perform well in the playoffs. He was coming off an Achilles injury. I go after Demarcus Cousins. Do you remember what Demarcus and AD looked like together? That's too big with of a LeBron. Lineup. Why not? Why not go? And I think, yeah, I think you need more of a playmaker. I think it's going to be a little bit of a drop because I think all those top guys, like I said, Katie, Clay, Kemba, Kyrie, Kawhi, they're going to have their minds made up to where the Lakers are going to look at that next tier and have to try to find who to get. Shout out to these Nick fans that are popping off mm-hmm. in the chat, uh, especially bastards. the Sums Oliver. Uh, they're saying we're getting Kyrie and KD, fam. Uh, KD's Achilles also said KD's still going to New York. Uh, I'm not, I, I hope I'm not for you guys ru- it is. I'm not ruling it out, but I'm going to lean towards the Warriors. I'll rule that for you guys. Never, Nick hey, fans, Justin I'm Bieber sorry. said never say never, Dave. Yep. So never say never. I'm sorry, you went from getting Zion Williamson... Then, then you're going to get KD, then mm-hmm. you're going to get Kyrie Irving, then you're going to get Anthony Davis, and by the end of this, you're going to have none of them. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's just that's how it goes. You're a Knicks fan. You should be used so to this. So in Sean Bet fashion, you're going to make a bet? I, if they do get both, are you going to do I'm already anything? buying an Eddie Curry jersey if, if KD <laughs> goes in the Knicks. 
I mean, I, I think it, no. Was it Katie and Kyrie, or was it just Katie? I don't know. We'd have to go back to right. the tape. I think either way, is not happening. I, good luck next year with Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and like I love Mitch Rob, so I'm not gonna talk shit about him. I mean, but yeah, at least like, they get RJ. Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> I mean, All RJ's right. not bad. So, you think it's possible though, that the Lakers with LeBron, AD, and then whoever they're able to bring in free agency, that this team is uh, at least a, a top three can, favorite in the for, to win the finals? As long as they can bring in, like you said, I think Kyrie Irving is huge. I'll, I agree. Mm. Kawhi is number one on everyone's boards. But like after that, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Kemba Walker, if they can land one of those three guys as a supplemental, they're mm-hmm. by far the best team in the NBA. Like you said, you can stick G-Leaguers out there with them. It doesn't matter at that point. Mm-hmm. You have so much talent. Here's here's one thing that I'm going to throw out there. And this yep. is, I, I think we're going to do this in a different segment and, and how they should attack for agency yeah. um, coming up uh, later, mm-hmm. uh, probably next week, um, after the draft or before the draft or whatever. Um, but I wonder if what you would have to do to build a budget squad. And I, I think if you're looking at that, like let's say they don't go after a star. If mm-hmm. they go for a, 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 a point guard, I think it needs to be a guy who can play make, who can play decent defense, and can shoot three. Ricky um, Rubio. That's exactly who I've pulled up. <laughs> I, I have it pulled up. Show me and I was like, if he on, I was iffy on his, his three-point stats, but if, if, LeBron, if, LeBron, if LeBron's your, you know, you're the guy dishing the ball, you're going to hit some of those open threes. Um, yeah, so Rubio's definitely sure. one of them. Uh, bringing Reggie Bullock back at the two I think would be interesting, but he might be a, more of a bench player than a, a, an actual two. I guess maybe Chris Mid um, at that two um, if you want that, and then maybe go after like a, a, a big five, uh, possibly bringing back JaVale, but we'll, we'll we'll do a budget squad later. What 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 if, and this is, I saw it in chat come across from someone else, uh, but for a different team, what if the Lakers went back and were like, D'Lo, you want to come back to town? Just for fun. Like I, if I they thought, whiff, I thought if they whiff it. on Kyrie Irving and Kemba stays with the Hornets, then like point guard of the future, like do you think he's? Or that? do they try to throw money at? And I don't know if these guys clashed in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but do they try to throw some money at uh, Julius Randle, who's going to be looking for a pay? I think Julius. I mean, that, that front office is completely new, mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. and there's no there, there's no beef with the coaching staff or anything. No, like I'm that. saying with. I don't remember how Randall and AD, if they oh, no, were together. Was nothing. They were good, yeah. Um, but anyways, let's move now to the Pelicans team and what, what they're <laughs> going to be able to do. Uh, people are really excited for the mock draft, so let's mm-hmm. kind of uh, wrap this up a little bit. Yep. Obviously, they got enough. They, they got enough value for it. Three firsts. Uh, you get you know two super two potential superstars in Zoe and Ingram, and then you also get Josh Hart to go along with it. What's that starting lineup going to look like? All right. And also, do they trade the fourth? Let's start there. Do they trade the fourth pick? Do they keep that fourth, or do they look to move it? And Wait for my mock draft. No, give me it now. <laughs> yes, you trade the fourth. Why do you trade it? If I can get, for me, if I can get the Hawks, because the way I'm looking at it, but what, the do you, Hawks no, what do you really, do? What do you not not specifically, but what are you mm-hmm. looking for? What's the goal to trade that? That for me, I'm looking for more draft picks this why? year, um, because I want just draft capital. I'm going with the Sam Hinkie. Um, kind of but, mindset of like, well, Hinkies is all about me, future stuff. Yeah, no, I know. It's but about like, tanking. And, and, let and, and, me get more ping pong balls now than that four because the guy that the Lakers were going to go with was Darius Garland. You could go with Jarrett Culver. Give me, I look at the Hawks because give me two guys rather than that one. Give me eight and ten where I can get two guys coming right. in rather than the four. I just want to clear up. That's not the yeah. Hinky method, though. You're not getting more ping no, pong balls. I'm You're just, just saying, getting more like, picks. Give me more picks. Give me more so you shots be at able that board. You want to be able to try to find a star and yeah. have more shots at it, or are you mm-hmm. trying to get two players to fill out the roster? I think in this draft you can kind of do a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very draft-specific because this year is, you know, Tier 1 Zion, Tier 2 RJ and Ja, and then Tier 3 is literally... 15 picks deep like mm-hmm. there is there's not a lot of separation between the fourth pick in this draft 
and the 15, 16, 17 guys, like in our minds, oh, I won't speak for everyone, but like in, in the way that I have this chunked out for this year's draft, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference when it comes to the talent right now. Upside floors, yes, there's differences between these guys and taking mm-hmm. deeper risks, but a lot of them kind of grayed out in, in the same group where I would feel confident moving back and getting that volume ability. Because yeah. if, if you believe Zion, number one pick in this draft, is going to be your superstar, you've got Brandon Ingram, who was a good ball handler, able to go ISO, able to drive slash score. And then Lonzo Ball, who you've got a great defensive point guard who can pass in the fast break, who can run the floor a little bit. I just I think that that team is looking for two kind of supplemental guys who have the, who still could have upside, but also I would rather fill out that five and on that young contract scale be happier with younger guys like that instead of going for that one hit at four, whether it is mm-hmm. a Darius Garland or a Jarrett Culver or a Cam Reddish there. I, I think that the difference between those guys and that next you know, and, and the next couple of guys taken is not going to be that big. So I, I'm about volume and yeah. throwing out that team. And I, I want to throw out some someone bringing up uh, you should they should trade the fourth for Chris Paul. Um, I, first off, I don't think Chris Paul would be happy going back to New Orleans. Like I wanted <laughs> out badly uh, to begin with. Uh, but at least with that, do you think what's more likely them trading the four or them trading Lonzo? Honestly, trading the four. Probably trading the four right now, but there's a there's a fair chance both could happen. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? What's the positive of trading both? I, I think, think we'll get more into this in your mock, but just keep it quick. Depends on if they can get a stab at Darius Garland. No, I, what's the positive of trading both? Of trading so both trade is I trade four to get more capital, but then you can also trade Lonzo if you're able to, A, move up. Like The way I see it is if they move back Hawks and Hawks, and then let's say Garland falls because there's a chance he could fall to the Bulls at seven. Again, hey, keep Chicago, it, keep it, like, what's you the positive of trading Bolt? No, I, don't need get, the, I don't need a whole layout. You get a point guard that fits better than Lonzo, and you get more picks. Like, that's so the you, you don't think I, Lonzo, I like the fit of Lonzo, though. Zion, Brandon Ingram, Andrew Holiday yeah, is a good fit. I mean, the thing that, like, you've even brought up, like, and I'll ask you. Yeah. If you're the Pelicans, who would you rather have, Lonzo or Darius Garland? Next to Drew Holiday, I'd Next, rather have Lonzo. Okay, because like there are people like you've said, the shot from Lonzo, like love it, hate it, um, do what you want with it. Yeah, I feel like there's a chance that Garland mm-hmm. could fall, and the Pelicans go, "Hey, Here, let's take the younger the guard over Lonzo." Biggest thing that has me worried is just the fact of Ingram and Ball next to each other. Those two, those shooting abilities, lack of shooting abilities for them. But I mean, Brandon doesn't have the issues of the stroke that Lonzo has. Mm-hmm. Um, but their lack of ability to hit from the outside worries me. Next to Zion, mm-hmm. um, that's the biggest thing for me. But if we're just talking strictly those two guards next to each other, I think it's a perfect pair. You have shut down, lockdown defense, yep. and you have a, you have a guy in Lonzo who I think you can kind of say is in ways at least you know they're what what you're just nailing down. Similar to Rondo, they both play great defense. They're not great shooters, and they are both excellent passers. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Now, obviously, different body types, different levels of abilities, different ages as well. Um, but I think if you're looking at that, that's a perfect pair next to Drew Holiday. And I, I yeah. worry more about Ingram's fit in that in that four than I do about Lonzo's. And 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 Zoe and Zion in the transition is absolutely oh, dirty. It's Zion's disgusting. The, one of the best. Or, uh, Zoe's one of the best transition passers in the league right now yep and you have one of the best transition players and forces in zion williamson yeah i love that i absolutely love that i would not trade lonzo at all i would keep lonzo lonzo's a guy i would look to keep i'm not saying trade ingram though because i also love him 
And if you can shoot <laughs> from the outside, man, that's a nasty four. But I think the fourth is definitely the one that's going to be traded over over all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, someone's bringing up the blood clots of Ingram as well. Um, and, and a crossover, Schnookush, I don't know what it is, uh, said Ingram fourth and a future first for Beal. I just don't think they're trading Beal. Crossovers so. and Kush. Oh, crossovers and Kush. I'm yep. stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that this hey, is man, a great trade for New hard. Orleans, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about their future uh, later on. But we all agree that it's a great trade. Yep. Right? Yeah. I like, I like it all around. The Pelicans get draft picks and futures mm-hmm. with it. Exactly what they want. If they weren't going to get their all-star, they wanted multiple picks. They got it. The Lakers get AD. Like, that's all they need. It's a win-win, and Griffin comes out looking like the like prophet. Roses. Like, he, he just... He comes to town and he delivers. That's the thing is it's not a loss for the Lakers. It's just an absolute win for the Pelicans. Yep. And it could be a win for the Lakers. It could be a, a big win for them if they win a finals with LeBron and AD. But if they're not able to win a finals with it and those picks come back to bite them, then we could be looking at this as a, as a, as a fuck-up in yep. ways. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think it's a win-win scenario with David Griffin coming out looking great. Uh, but let's move in to the main event. Mock Draft 7.0. Full two rounds with trades. It's going to go crazy. Uh, should we take time to answer some questions? Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's answer, answer some, questions. some questions. Throw out some questions if you guys have any. Um, Lonzo and the four for Levine. Ricky, thoughts? Lonzo and the four for Levine? Yes. No, I need a little bit more for Levine. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, that's about I'm, right, Bob. But I'm, but I'm also. I'm it's also Lonzo on, and Culver for Levine. But I am also. On the side of, like, there's a part of me that I like Zach, so I want Zach to be here. Mm. I want Zach to be the guy when we get the ship. Um, so my heart is speaking a little bit. Some Oliver, the ship. our, 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 our Nick fan in the chat, uh, saying the Lakers will break up the max slot to add depth. What do you think? There, There's a good What's chance. What's more important, if they the don't... depth or the star? Right now, I would say star because every star is available. Mm-hmm. But if... If they whiff on that opening round of free agents and, and you know, Jimmy stays home, Kawhi stays home, and uh, Kemba stays home, then, like, go for depth guys. Like, I think there's literally three guys you go for, and if you don't hit on those, then you go depth. 100%. I don't know where people come from, but huge NBA fans. <laughs> Lakers should sign Ron Baker. Yeah, <laughs> Ron Baker to Lakers. Ron Baker shot me. Oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, whoever signs Pat McCaw is winning this year. Yep. True, um, true. That should be the priority. That's what the Bulls need to do is sign Pat McCaw. There's no way we lose the title. All right, Spurs to trade DeMar if they don't want to extend him. Yes or no? Does it happen? Yeah, I I feel like with the amount of chatter that I've been seeing online and like with the NBA experts about him being traded, I think it's a good good way to say, hey, we don't necessarily want to pay you this contract and move on from him. Because the Spurs, I mean, a first-round exit – what else does much change if Imagine they get rid of him? He gets to go home to LA. Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know. What, I don't know what the Lakers have left or the Clippers though. Mm-hmm. Clippers got some space; they can make deals. Could be interesting. Could you imagine Kawhi and Demar on the same team? Right. Um, <laughs> they I, were involved in the trade. Now they're playing together. I'm gonna avoid some uh, some draft questions just because yeah. we're gonna answer most of those. DeRozan for the fourth? Absolutely not. Um, could the Lakers get Brogdon? I uh, don't see the. Bucks not matching Brogdon. Okay. I think they're going to match Milton and Brogdon. How much? They're going to go into the no. They're going over. They won sixty games. Like they're they're, they're they've got they've got Giannis. They can tie up those two guys. They've already got Bloodstone under contract. The, I don't see them going away so from, the, from that group of the, guys. The thing, and I'm going to throw the draft out there in this. The thing with Brogdon that becomes iffy is they could take a guy like Ty Jerome with that last pick of the first round, which. 
I'm okay with letting Brogdon go if the price ain't right and then trying to snag a guy like Ty Jerome 15, with the last pick. 40, 90. You're not going to get that out of Ty Jerome. Oh, I'm not saying I will, but the, for them, it's like you mentioned with the segment you brought up from our past about the Kawhi DeMar trade, it's a business. And if the money ain't right, the money ain't right. Yeah. All right. Final one is going to be uh, from, where's it at? Uh, Buffalo Soldier. Uh, he says, Kawhi and Kyrie together. Uh, is it possible? And if so, where? Uh, Brooklyn. The only place I Brooklyn or New York, but most likely Brooklyn because that's where Kyrie wants to play. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's possible. I think they've got different locations in mind. Mm-hmm. I think I think Kawhi's either going L.A. Clippers or Stan. Toronto, and I, I don't think uh, either place interests Kyrie. And I don't think well, Toronto Agreed. can't even sign uh, Kyrie. Uh, sign and so. trade, get Lowry up now. Um, <laughs> they would never. Here's a, here's never. one final one because uh, this is a good one from Lampart, and this is a, a question that keeps being brought up. Yeah. Uh, do the Nets renounce or sign and trade D'Lo? Um, my thoughts mm. is I don't think they're getting Kyrie, so I think they sign him and keep him. It's tough for me because I really love D'Lo. I would probably go on the safe side and say sign and trade. Uh, it depends on the value, though, because like if you don't, I think there's at least three teams between the Pacers, the Timberwolves, and the Suns who would offer him a shit ton of money. So unless you think you're going to get something back and, and that'll work out for you, I, I I don't know. That that's a tough one. I think you might just have to let him go if you think that you're locked in on Kyrie plus. You know, mm-hmm. Ricky, thoughts on D'Lo? Um, What's happening? I with him? honestly think the the wild card I'm kind of hoping for is that because there's rumors that he's going to meet with the Minnesota T Wolves. I think that'd be cool having him in Minnesota with Wiggins and Cat being their point guard or being their main guard out there for him. What? How would they afford him? Throw as much money as they can at him. Oh, it, like for Minnesota? Gonna, yeah, that Minnesota. one's. A, I think that's a sign and trade. You either have to move uh, Teague out of town or mm. uh, Gargi Dang. Um, gotcha. I don't know why the Nets would want either. I think it would be a three-team deal, to mm-hmm. be honest, because you're going to have to basically have somebody eat. Unless the Wolves want to give up draft capital. Oh, you would have to. Yeah. You absolutely would have to to get someone like D'Lo. But yeah, I, just, I don't think D'Lo's moving. It's just a complicated move. This is why, again, like I, I can't wait for the Kyrie stuff to be done and over with, too. You I just think. don't like the, the rumors the and the, the speculations. Well, I, just, I don't like things it. that, like, to me, that wouldn't make sense for the Nets. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah. You have Kyrie who, I mean, Kyrie's a better player, don't get me wrong, without a doubt. But D'Lo is younger. Mm-hmm. D'Lo showed that he's an all-star. D'Lo showed that he works on this team. Why are you blowing arguably more money on that for a guy who also has more injury problems? Kyrie's, thing, Kyrie has more injury problems than D'Lo. D'Lo has some, had some injury problems. But, but Kyrie is injury prone at this point in his career. Like, he's been injured since high school. Well, that's what I'm you're, saying. You're it's like, right. it's but, like why, what's the big push? Like, does that make you a, an NBA champion? No. Like, the question I think stick is, with D'Lo. Like, stick with that. I, I like homegrown talent, and I think that he's kind of homegrown in Brooklyn sense because I know he was drafted by the Lakers, but yep. he really became his own player in Brooklyn. Right. I, I feel like that would just be the smart thing is just to keep him in. There's, and there's definitely some questions in Brooklyn about his fit next to Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert. Uh, he, he notably popped off after Karis went down mm-hmm. and choked horribly when they were in the playoffs. Karis stepped up, thankfully, but like he did not play great off ball with them, and you wonder if Kyrie Irving can do better than that. I wouldn't take it. I don't know if that gamble is worth it in my mind, but yeah, that, that's for them to decide on if he can be a, an off ball guy or if he really just can't work in the same system as 
Karis and Spence. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's saying it's highly unlikely they retain him if Kyrie signs. I just I don't know if Kyrie yeah. signed it. Um, I don't know where Kyrie's going though, because mm-hmm. I, I think Boston's not off Boston, the table. I think mm-hmm. Brooklyn, New York's obviously uh, out there, but I mean, if he's not getting another star, would he go there? Brooklyn obviously is is a team that's out there. L.A. now with the AD signing. I mean, that, I think they, they put themselves in a very nice spot to, to get them. But uh, it, we'll, we'll obviously have to do uh, free agency predictions when that's when that's around. Oh, but absolutely. let's get into the mock draft time. Uh, we, we promised 730. Uh, we didn't know AD was happening. So let's jump into it uh, right now. We're going to go 1 through 10, right? Mm-hmm. Or should we do Lotto? How, how do you want to break this one up? 1 through 10. I do one through 10, 10, 10, 10, second round. Okay. All right. So we're going to go 1 through 10, then 11 through 20, and then 21 through 30, and then our full second round. Um, let's start off at number one. Ricky, who do you have the Pelicans taking? So, shocker, Pelicans go with Zion Williamson out of Duke at number one. Um, then the Grizzlies, I know there's been a little bit of chatter um, about how maybe they go RJ over Jot too. I'm going to say Jot too um, is an easy pick for me. Nick stay pat, they will go RJ at three. Then things get interesting. I've got my first trade where the Pelicans... I had this originally because I originally had the AD, AD going yeah. to the Lakers. For those of you who were not in the Discord or not a Patreon, first off, check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. You could have saw my draft and all of ours before the fact. I had Kuzma, Hart, Ingram, and the fourth going to the Pelicans for AD. Um, I'm going to have the fourth go to the Hawks with 8 and 10 going to the Pelicans. Hawks are going to take Jarrett Culver then at 4. Then at five, the Cavs are going, man, Culver's the guy we wanted, but they'll go to their second option. They'll go DeAndre Hunter. Then the Suns. There's rumors that they really like Brandon Clark. There's rumors that they really like um, Jarrett Culver. Culver being gone. Brandon Clark, I think, would be too much of a reach here. They're going to go with their third, second guy, Kobe White. He's going to be a Phoenix Sun. Then another trade with the Pelicans. The Pelicans are going to take Lonzo in the eighth. Send it over to the Bulls for the seventh pick. Pelicans jump up, get Darius Garland. Bulls then at eight go with Cam Reddish. Then the Wizards go with Sekou at nine. And the Pelicans round everything out in the top ten, taking Bull Bull with that tenth pick via the Hawks. All right, Dave, jump into it. One through ten. Uh, I've got the Pelicans at one going. Yeah, I'm already, I'm just reading mine. I'm just, yikes. Uh, I've got the Pelicans going Zion Williamson at one. The Grizzlies going John Morant at two. The Knicks going RJ Baird at three. Then the Hawks via the Pelicans via the Lakers are taking Jarrett Culver. Uh, The Hawks are giving up eight, ten, forty-four, two seconds. Uh, Go slower than that. Read it out so people can follow it. The Hawks are giving up eight, ten, 44 in this year's draft and two future second round picks for the number four and a second round pick in the future from the Pelicans. Uh, They're taking Jarrett Culver with that pick. The Cavs are taking Cam Reddish. The Suns are going to end up thrilled that they get Darius Garland here at six. I like how you put that hurt guy. That Garland. hurt guy. Well, I spelled Darius <laughs> wrong the first time through, and Sean got me it's on okay. it. It's okay. I accidentally so called him Jerry. You put an O. Yeah. You're like Darius. Darius. Darius Garland. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's David got this Spanish, you know. Uh, but yeah, no. So they're thrilled about that. The Bulls at seven are going to take Kobe White. The Pelicans at eight are going to take DeAndre Hunter. At nine, the Hornets are going to trade up with the Wizards uh, to get Sekou Demboya. They're going to be giving, they're basically swapping picks and then giving up a 2021 first round lotto protection pick for that. And then at 10, I've got the Pelicans taking Bull Bull. All right, starting with me. Number one, Pelicans go with Zion Williamson. Number two, the Grizzlies go with Ja Morant. Three, the Knicks go RJ Barrett. 
for the Hawks trade up with the New Orleans Pelicans. I had, I had a very original idea. I was the first one to put it down. All right? you, you were the first to write it, except for the fact that Ricky already had the trade happening before it happened. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I have the Hawks via NOLA, via LA, uh, getting Jarrett Culver. Uh, the trade is Pelicans get the 8th, 10th, and 44th. The Hawks get the 4th and 39th pick. Uh, so the Hawks move up about five spots in the second round, and they also move up four spots in the first round, they still keep that 17th pick, but they give up the 8th and 10th. The Pelicans get, obviously, two shots to get starters or guys to be there long-term. And mm-hmm. they get the 44th pick. They still get a second-rounder, but are only moving back five spots. Uh, then the Cavs at 5 take Cam Reddish. The, at 6, the Suns take Darius Garland. At 7, the Hornets trade up with the Bulls to take Sekou Demboya. The Hornets get the 7th overall pick. The Bulls get the Hornets' 12th pick, the 36th pick, and the 52nd pick. So a first and two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then the Pelicans at 8. Uh, via the Hawks trade earlier, they get Bull Bull at 8. At 9, the Wizards take DeAndre Hunter. And at 10, the Pelicans, via, via the Hawks from that trade earlier, take Romeo Lankford. So let's start off at number 1 with the Pelicans. We can lump up all of it because we're all having sure. them get the 8 and 10, right? Mm-hmm. So we can lump up their whole idea for the draft. Yeah. We don't really need to talk about Zion too much. He's mm-hmm. clearly by far... In a way, the best prospect in this draft. Yep. Um, he's not only the best player right now, but he's also probably at the highest ceiling, too. So, I mean, there's no way you cannot take him. Yeah. So you get your future star. You re- leave Anthony Davis, kind of going Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. You get Anthony good, Davis, who, you know, analogy. he might not be, you know, ever, you know, Peyton's top ceiling, but he is going to be very good. Yeah. Um, he might never be as good as Anthony Davis, but he is going to be very good. Um, so Zion uh, at number one. What was your idea with that 8 and 10 then to surround him and the new players that they acquired like Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart? What were your idea to surround him with the right players? And, and, and what was your draft strategy with those 8 and 10s? Well, originally before the um, 80, because I didn't have Lonzo in there, was the thing was I wanted to get Darius Garland if he fell. Yeah. Um, I mean, now with the whole Lonzo to the Bulls thing, it's interesting with mine. Um, but with the Pelicans, I think it's we got to get a center, and I think at eight or ten, you kind of have your you could have your pick of the litter because yes, the Wizards could go with a center. The only one I think they go with is a maybe Jackson Hayes or a Goga Batazde. Um, but even if you're taking one at ten, and the Wizards take like let's say Jackson Hayes, you still get your pick of the litter between Ball Ball Goga, even like a um, Cabin Jelly or a Claxton because those two guys are rising um, in many mock drafts that I'm seeing. And the other one is either if Darius falls, trading up to maybe get him if you're going to move Lonzo, mm-hmm. or to me, go with a Cam Reddish, go with a DeAndre Hunter, whichever one of those wings is going to fall to you. I don't know if they go with Sekou, though, if the Pel- if the Pelicans go with Sekou, because none of them had us. Or, no, Dave, you had the Pelicans go with Sekou. I did not. You didn't? I did not. I thought no. I'm looking at it right here. Sekou to the That's public. the Hornets. Oh, the Hornets. Okay. Straight lines. Um, yeah, straight lines are hard. But, like, that's the only one that I don't know that they go with out of the forwards. Yeah, I, I really like the spacing. That's what I was aiming for when I looked at this draft. I, You know, Zion is fantastic, but we know his limitations. He's not mm. going to be a knockdown three-point shooter out the gates, uh, if ever. But I do love the fact that Drew Holiday is already there. So you've got a great, you know, combo guard to start with. So I'm going and pairing DeAndre Hunter, someone who is a tried and true, like this guy, it comes in ready to play. He's a good defender. So already defense, three-point shooting. So you're spacing out the floor on the offense. You get someone who doesn't necessarily need a lot of touches with the ball, 
but he's someone who can happily dish out too. He can dribble a little bit and not the best creator for himself, but he doesn't need to be on this team. All he needs to do is provide that spacing, and that is key. And then with that number 10 pick, I've got Bull Bull there. Again, spacing is king, and he's got massive upside. And with this many picks in this draft, I am absolutely taking him. I you you got enough chances. If you miss with you know one of your multiple picks in this year's draft on Bull Bull, no one will ever come back and be like, that's why that GM you know did a shit job. Mm. No, you, you're taking the most guaranteed player in Zion Williamson, and you're taking a guy who has you know top four upside in Bull Bull. Yes, he's got like you know second round downs you know floor, but like whatever at that point, you're getting a guaranteed guy in DeAndre uh, Hunter as well. So I think that. Safe, safe, and then you go for a swing at the fences because of that multitude of picks. Well, here, here's my idea. Uh, it was kind of the same thing with you. Um, obviously, going Zion. Then with the the, the first pick that they get in the, that Hawks trade, I go Bull Bull because, yes, I, I just don't want the Hawks taking him. Okay. And I think if you take DeAndre Hunter, that leaves him susceptible. So you take who's ever after the, the Wizards, mm-hmm. and you get the guy in Bull Bull who's more of a positional need. Yeah. I think he's an absolute reach. Yeah. I've made my stance known on him. I think he's an, a massive injury red flag. Yep. But if you're looking to add shooting to this lineup and add it in a very interesting way, adding Bull Bull would be that way. And, yep. and he might not be the greatest. He might not be able to be stay healthy. He might not be able to play over 60 games for you. But when he is in that lineup, he's going to be able to stretch the floor. He's going to be at, able to add offense in a very unique way. And you're already getting that from Zion Williamson. Yeah. You're already seeing him, him add that in a, a very unique way. And I think Bull Bull will be able to do that uh, extremely efficiently, for, uh, efficiently from the outside, especially mm-hmm. if you're giving him playmakers in, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, and even ways Zion Williamson as well. Yeah. So you're getting a guy who can protect the rim just with his body, his massive wingspan. Mm-hmm. You're getting a player in Zion Williamson who can also help him physically, um, at least size-wise, if there is a massive size discrepancy between him and another player. Yeah. And then also you're getting Romeo Langford, who doesn't need to start, and some people are bringing up that he's massively inefficient, which is true. Shooting 29% from college is not good. And he wasn't that great of a free-throw shooter as but, well. But bring up the injury. But you have the hand injury. <laughs> and you also look at the stroke. The stroke yeah. falls, and he is a very pre- he's a very good shot creator. Yeah. And he also is pretty young still. So... I think that that inefficiency can be worked out. Just look at De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was a horrible shooter. But if he's going up against, you know, if he's playing next to guys like Zion Williams who could set big screens for him and get him open, that'd be huge. If he's able to get around, you know, a bowl-bowl screen, that'd be huge. If he's able to work with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and they're able to hit him when he's open, he'll be able to hit those shots. And I think that's where Romeo comes in. He's got great athleticism. He's got great speed. And I think that he is a, a possibly good good shooter in the end. Yeah. And I think that he could also be a good defender. So I think Romeo in that spot... There is no real other, let's say, positional need because the only other positional need outside of wherever Zion's going to play is the five, and you address that in ball ball. So you're getting a player that can help you either at the two or the three, Mm -hmm. and he's also a little bit of a project, but that's going to help you because you don't need him to be great right away because this this team is going to be so young. The only player that you have to worry about age-wise is Drew Holiday, but he's under contract for a long time. So I think that with that, you need to go with the, the highest upside, and I think personally for me, it's yep. a guy that I had going number one in my way too early mock draft. Yeah. And that's Romeo Langford. Uh, Ricky, let's go to your mm-hmm. draft real quick, though. And I, I want to have you at least defend the Bulls trade because a lot of people are bringing that up. And I think mm-hmm. they're saying that's way too little of stuff to, that the Bulls are getting giving up to get Lonzo Ball. They're only mm-hmm. moving back one and getting Lonzo Ball. Explain your thought process there. Well, the thought process is, A, it is one pick. Yep. Um, and the one thing, this is a little bit out of the entire draft – 
this is my little bit of bias um, coming in. Great. Because I just couldn't, have it. couldn't tell, Ricky. Well, no, I just I don't want the Bulls, and some people might think I'm crazy, Sean being one of them. I don't want the Bulls to draft Darius Garland. And it has nothing to do with Garland himself. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the position that he plays. Because I think we're going to go for Pat Bev and get Pat Bev in free agency. I have a move later on in my draft where the Bulls um, basically are swapping point guards, and we still got Chris Dunn, even if that, that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. to where I feel like them going with Darius would be an oversight, where it would be like, we need point guard, go with point guard. And I know you're going to say, well, Ricky, you're usually not the BPA guy. You always go for need. But this is a case where instead of just pulling the trigger and having the cojones mm-hmm. um, to say Cam Reddish at seven, I made this trade. Pelicans get seven and can get Darius Garland. And yeah. someone's bringing up, uh, it, well, it's pronounced Dijon, is bringing up, Bobo mm-hmm. Scream would be useless. He would probably be pushed over uh, since he weighs nothing. But if he's going up it's against a guard, it's just going to be tough to get around him because he's so big. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's, yeah. He's not physically going to be impending like a dream on a dream on green screen, but it's just going to be tough to get around. Yep. Uh, also, shout out to Katie's Achilles. Uh, I miss Ricky's beard. Now he looks like Nico A. Tony Snell. That shit had me like, <laughs> Sean, I, I know you were wondering why I was like dying yeah. over here, but that was it. That was, that was fantastic. Well, and then they're also asking, too, did you shave for the one-year anniversary of uh, XXX Tentacion's death? No, I did not. Oh, shave for a job interview. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad. I Apparently, I'm the only one that is glad you shaved. Yeah. You look like You're, a leprechaun. You are. Like, you and my mom are the only two. You look like a leprechaun. Everyone else is you like, grow it out it. now. You need to trim no, it. Because then it gets all spotty on the sides. It's either all grown out or nothing at all. Um, and anyway. <laughs> little kid or no little kid. And, and Jack Dub seventy seven saying Bobo will go in the twenties. Book it. Here's the thing: is I I want I'm a I agree with you. And it's 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 Sean not that I Bobo. think that some of the some of the picks in in my draft were I wanted to fit a team's need right rather than what I my stance is for this, this position. I think that if they're in that spot, the Pelicans are they're going to look to add what's best to fit their, their lineup. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about a stretch five, they're very hard to come from, come, come by. And Bull Bull is, might, might be the elitist of a shooter um, for, in that position outside of like Dirk. At least in the, next, you know, in the past five years, he might be the most elite young prospect to come out from that position. Some might yeah. argue KD, but KD's more, or KP, but KP's more of a four. And, I, and he's even much then, more I, athletic. Even it, well, even then, too, I think Bobo has a a, a better shot. At he least. does. It, it goes yeah. in more efficiently. So, I think at least for that, I think that Bobo is is probably going to go in the top ten. Yeah. Um, I think that potential is going to li- really lure GMs in. I personally, if I was picking, I wouldn't go Bobo there. I had Bobo originally in my mock draft going seventeen to the Hawks. Um, but that changed since the AD trade, and, and yeah. I think that with these picks, since you have three top ten picks, you could take a shot and Bobo. I think if he doesn't work out, we will know the reasons why. But um, if he does work out, I think that you know it's going to be definitely worth the shot. So yeah. I think, think that's about, why it happens. What do you think about the Hawks' value out of this? Because we've all got them going up to four to get Jarrett Culver. Everything in this, everything that's been written for last week has been that they're absolutely in love with Jarrett Culver. And you know the value to go up there and get this. This kind of completes and book cl- bookends that Trey Young for uh, my boy Luca mm-hmm. trade deal. So. When I look at Jarrett Culver as the other half of that, honestly, like I'm thinking win-win. Trey Young, we know him. He looks fantastic. Unlimited range. Mm-hmm. The kid's just got talent. He's got floor vision. He is. He's got a great package offensively, defensively. He'll have his deficiencies being a turnstile. Uh, but Jarrett Culver, that pairing with him, I think is almost ideal. That is, that is almost as good as it gets. 
And uh, since we're finally done on the, we, we're kind of talking about the the, the Lonzo stuff. Uh, we do have news from Levar Ball <laughs> on Lakers trading Lonzo Ball. I guarantee it will be the worst move the Lakers ever did in their life, and will never win another championship. Guarantee it. So shout out to mm-hmm. Levar and his crazy ass. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think at least on that one, uh, congrats Ricky for that uh, for that trade. I, I hey, still think everybody it's gets e- one. Extremely That's what unrealistic. Said, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I have one, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's now move in. Grizzlies, you kind of discussed it, the RJ versus Ja thing. Um, where, why did you end up, all, all of us really, why did we all end up going Ja over RJ? Well, I mean, I, like, the only reason I'm seeing that, oh, they could possibly go with um, RJ over Ja is the minor knee surgery that Ja had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they already have Mike Conley, and the question is, are they going to move Mike Conley before the draft, on draft night? And I just, I sit there and there is no way I could have conceivably, and I usually put some crazy stuff in my mock, mm-hmm. there is no way I could conceivably, conceivably put Ja at three and RJ at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just think it would be a stupid move to pass on Ja because Zion is one, Ja is two on my big board, yeah. and regardless of like need, fit, those are the two guys you take in my mind. One with, or two. With that, RJ is my second player on my, mm-hmm. my big board. I've yeah. said it's extremely close, razor thin. Mm-hmm. If you go with either one, I don't think you're, you're making a mistake. Um, however, the reason why I went Ja there is mainly just because I was trying to get some parts right. I like looking back and mm-hmm. being right. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me. That's how and I'm immediately, treating this one. Immediately once the lottery came out, Woj was like, yeah, they're looking at Ja Morant. And I don't think that changed after the knee surgery. Um, no. I, I, it wasn't major enough. It, was it wasn't no big deal. Exactly. I, I don't think it's going to change that much. However, if they do go RJ, I wouldn't hate the. I wouldn't hate the pick. I, I I've seen RJ now talk in multiple different situations. And I love the kid's energy. I yeah. love the kid's ego. I love the kid's swagger. I think that he can be an absolute beast. And if they go RJ, I think that might be do, do you know do uh, put towards. His interview. I think that if I was talking to that kid mm-hmm. and I was listening to him talk, I'd kind of want him on my team. Like, he's just like, yeah, wherever I go, I'm going to go play and play my ass off and I'm going to go win. And I yeah. absolutely love that me- mindset. He doesn't care who's going to be on his team. He just wants to go and win. And I, I absolutely love that. I haven't, heard- I haven't heard that from Ja. Not saying that mm-hmm. Ja is boring or anything like that. But I've seen it from RJ. Josh and, and at, sounds like Derek Rose at times. I'm I just know, giving you a heads that, up. Really? That's why yeah. I totally wanted him on the Bulls even more. <laughs> yeah. Was he was on Get Up, and I was like, his voice sounds like D Rose. Get him in a Bulls jersey. <laughs> he's got a little bit of that love in there. So. Well, well, and you're you were going Ja Morant over RJ just because you love Ja. Yeah, I mean, like, look, he he's just so damn good. He does everything. It helps the fact that I put him in my way too early to start the year off in there, and I was I was so happy about that. Thank you, Stephen. Like, you guys are awesome at like being semi-pro scouts basically at this point you're not officially but i want to give them credit because they're the ones who kind of raised an eyebrow to him and yeah got him on your radar got him on the radar and got him up there early but yeah he he delivered all year and the biggest thing for him was delivering in the tournament like had Mm. he come out and the whole thing was level of competition who are you going to play how good are you going to look against better competition and he showed up and he he made shots he made amazing passes like it was a highlight reel in the tourney and that's what convinced me i was like no there's there's no way that you can justify taking R.J. Barrett with his horrible shot selection, with his lackadaisical defense, over someone who is an offensive monster like John Rat, who has potential to also grow defensively. I just he, he does it all in my mind, and that that's a guy who you've got Jaron Jackson Jr., who was the youngest player last year. Yeah. I want to pair him with someone who can make sure he gets the ball in his hands, and that tandem together is the future. 
Because you're gonna, because uh, you're gonna move on from my comment. Yeah, here, yeah. Here, here's the thing: is I, I want to skip around. For, we know RJ is gonna go where he goes, mm-hmm. right? We, we think the he's Knicks gonna aren't go gonna be able to move him now. Um, RJ is RJ is going to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I want to well, go real quick to. Oh, well, Ricky got was, a controversial well, take. I was just gonna say, can what? I pose one question? Sure, but um, I, I, there's bigger news that I want to. Just talk about. the like, I I think RJ goes three, but is there a possibility? That they trade with the Hawks to go eight and ten. Eight and ten go to the, the Knicks? Knicks. No, that they uh, can take talk, two players we've, over. We've RJ. talked about this. No, I don't think that that would be an absolutely idiotic move. If the Knicks do that, that'd be incredibly stupid for them to do that. The Knicks need a star. RJ Barrett's more of a star than whoever they can get at eight and ten. I think it'd be an absolutely stupid move for them to to do so. Um, I want to jump around more just because this was brought up in the uh, the chat, and I think it's a, a very important thing to talk about. This has come from Dylan H underscore fifteen. He notified us that uh, Draft Express on Twitter said that Phoenix has not watched Darius Garland work out, nor have they done much work on him, a source says. Mm-hmm. They are much more into Kobe White, it appears. Garland is most likely to go fifth or seventh, it seems. Barring more trades, article has been updated. So, at least looking at our mocks, Ricky at seven was mentioning this, and that's why he had Kobe White going sixth to Kobe White. Or, uh, the Kobe White <laughs> going to the Suns at six. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you have them going with that hurt guy Garland. I also have them going with that hurt guy Garland. Um, I mean, it doesn't shock me. Because why I doesn't think, it shock you? So I think that Kobe White is a good player and is potentially a better pairing with Devin Booker right mm-hmm. now in his career because Kobe White seems like he's more of an off guard at this point. The uh, turnover to assist ratio wasn't incredibly kind to him. And if you want someone who has uh, an attempt at playing defense next to Devin Booker, I would swing more for Kobe White. He's not great defensively, but he's going to be better than Darius Garland is. So maybe they're just wondering, you know, A, they've been mocking, you know, assuming that Darius Garland was going for. So he wasn't quite, you know, worth trading up for. But the difference between them, in my mind, goes back to that pairing with your superstar and Devin Booker. Yeah, the I think it would be an, a mistake to, yeah. to, to go away from Garland just because I think he is the better player. I agree. And even though he's playing, he's you know, might be better off ball. I still think that Garland would be more consistent offensively. And neither are going to be great players defensively. White might give more effort, but also I think he had reason to give more effort. You know, it was we, we saw him late in the season. We yeah. saw him in the tournament. We saw him on a better defensive team. Yep, all around. We don't know what would happen with Garland, and I think that the star potential is higher on Garland than it is Kobe White. And Kobe White also isn't a deadly shooter from the outside. We're talking about Devin Booker possibly taking on more of the playmaking roles. You're going to need somebody to stretch that floor and keep room open for Aiton. Yeah. And if you're going with Kobe White, I don't think Kobe White's shot's going to be consistent enough to fall, especially with a hand in his face. So that's why I think that Garland can create more of a space for himself if he does get a pass, if he's isolated on one guy. I think Garland would be a much better fit for them. So yeah. if that is the truth, we might be wrong on Darius Garland going six to the Suns. And that's totally but fine. I think they would be wrong going Kobe White to the Suns. Ricky, what are your thoughts on that? Kobe White versus Garland? Because you're saying you don't mm-hmm. like Garland. Why don't you like Garland? Well, I mean, it's not necessarily a I don't like. It's not that I don't like Garland. I don't want the Bulls to draft Garland. Well, why not? What, what, what um, about him do you not want them it's not, to draft? And like I said, it's not necessarily him. I just think the Bulls overall, we don't need to go point guard with seven. Like, yes, I know point guard's a huge need for us and that um, Chris Dunn's not the future, but we don't need to go point guard. We don't need to go white. We don't need to go Darius Garland. We're going to go white if he's there because that's the big rumor is that we gave him a promise. And I know last year people were like, well, we gave a promise to Hutch. And there were some that's like, "Ah, I don't know if we take Hutch there. Well, 
odds are it proved we gave him a promise and we took him at what 21 i think was that pick 21 22 something around there um with me i just looked at it were what's coming out in like the sun's kind of news and their radio and it's either it looks like it's locking on three guys Jarrett Culver, I don't think he's going to be there. He went to the Hawks in mine. Number two is Brandon Clark. I could see him doing it, but that might be a little bit of a reach. Absolutely. If they do a trade back and get a veteran guard from a trade, then I could see them going with a Brandon Clark. But if they stand pat at six, since the news is they're not going to trade the six for a veteran guard, I mean, if they like Kobe White, that's who they're going to go with, and that's why I had him go there. Yeah, and you also have—sorry, uh, that was a different team, but you also have the Bulls getting Lonzo, so that's another yeah. reason way to go away from, from uh-huh. the guard position. Um, but personally, if 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 the Suns are there at six and Garland's yeah. available, I think it'd be an absolute mistake to go away from him. Yeah, um, you have the chance to have a backcourt that you know is in the similar mold to the Blazers with Damon CJ. Mm-hmm. You know what the sort of what the. Uh, Washington Wizards want to do with Bradley Beal and John Wall. Like you have these. None great of them are tandems. good as passers, though. That's the biggest right. thing. Is, is no one's a passer like Dame is for Portland, and no one's a passer like John Wall is. Right. kind of in league, but at least for <laughs> what they are for the Wizards. Agreed. But you know, you could have something in a similar style. But on top of that, you already have a great big man in DeAndre Ayton. Ayton. So you're hoping that that will, you know, that'll be your future core. I just, yeah, I'm with you, Sean. I think Kobe White good. You know, he's got the higher defensive upside, but the amount of times he has to rely on slashing to the net and his finishing's not incredible, I just, I have concerns about that. They can like him. That's fine. They might take him, but I, in my mock, I would take Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's move back to where we were, because uh, I think that was a great share, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think it was, uh, I forget who, who shared it now. Uh, I think it was Kenny. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but let's go now back to four, and the question now is, why do the Pelicans trade it and not take Jared Culver? And why do the Hawks trade up? Hawks love him. It's, the, it's, the Haw- it's that easy. The Hawks, I feel like, out of the three teams that like Culver, like him the most. Um, and I think if you're the Pelicans, like, with them, if you took Culver at four, would that be a bad move? No, because, I mean, he could play back up to Drew, but yet again, you've got Drew there, so who really whoever you're taking, because if you even take, like, a Cam Reddish, he's going to be a backup because um, you've got B.I., I just feel like it's a win-win for both teams. The Hawks would get the guy that they want. Um, there's even everything I'm reading today about Hawks draft is that they're going to be aggressive on draft night again, making trades, because they've got the ammunition, too. They they've do. got three first-round picks, a boatload of second-round picks, and I just I feel like they're going to make it done to get Garland because that would be a great like one, two, three to me to have Trey, Jarrett, and Kevin Herter be your one, two, and three. And John Collins at the four. And John Collins at the four, and then they can worry about the five either at 17 if they can keep it, or in the second round somebody's going to fall, or in free agency. I just think that looking at the Hawks, let's frame it this way. Mm -hmm. If they do make this trade, that would mean it's pretty much, in in my mock, it'd be Luka and Romeo Lankford for Trey Young and Jarrett Culver. Do you think that is a smart move? I mean, yes. Yeah, that's that's about as good as you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. I I would I would definitely do it, but it's for just... you would be Bull Bull and uh, Trey Young or Bull Bull and Luca for Trey mm-hmm. Young and Culver. Yeah, it it's it's tough, but I think that at the end of the day, the fit comes down to the king because Jared Culver gives you that toughness. He gives you that pairing with Trey Young. That's the mm-hmm. most important thing in my mind is how do you make the best out of Trey Young? And 
the the key is you get someone who can be a secondary ball handler and who can help defensively in a massive way and that is exactly what Jared Culver gives you he is he is almost like they they wrote it up you know last year like yeah look at the board uh we're gonna need someone to pair yep that 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 guy's gonna be it next year it's seriously like it is it couldn't work out better for them unless they had gotten the number four pick themselves yeah they did what i think in all of our drafts they're doing what's necessary to get that ideal fit mm-hmm. i don't think that you know zion amazing athlete but he's not a better fit with trey young same thing john rant same thing rj bear i think this is the guy who they've got as their number one need you know realistically all right let's move now to the next pick and it's the Cavs. i have not came taking cam reddish dave you have them taking cam reddish and Ricky, podcast you have them taking DeAndre Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the one question I want to throw out there is I've seen multiple mocks take Darius Garland here. Who are the players in consideration for the Cavs and which ones fit best for them? So I don't think – I've seen mocks too have Garland there. I don't think he's going to be in consideration with the Cavs because, yep. A, I don't think that's a – obviously Beeline's not the one making the pick, but I feel like – the front office is going to work with their new coach to say, hey, coach, who We'd do you hope want? So. You know these players better than us. You played against some of them. You coach some of them. Like one of the guys I know this is off the topic, but yep. I wouldn't be surprised if in the offseason or after he goes, if he goes undrafted, if they throw a contract at Charles Matthews because Beeline being his coach right. knows what to expect. Right. The three guys I look at is they either get Culver at five if a trade doesn't happen the next guy on their list is DeAndre Hunter, and the third guy is Cam Reddish. Where from what I'm seeing, it's Culver is the number one, and then Hunter and Reddish are kind of like what how Sean feels um, about Ja and RJ. Where it looks like Hunter is that second option, but they could go Reddish, and I think that's what they target is hey, we really like this one player in Culver. If not, we're gonna try to find that uh, three guard or three position forward that fits our team best, whether that's Hunter or Reddish. Yeah, I, I think that with with this, I think Garland would be a mistake for the Cavs just because you have Sexton. And I think, again, I've talked about this in at a nauseum, I feel like, now in yeah. the past month, and you can blame Dave for bringing it into my mind. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, You're Cam welcome. Reddish going to the Cavs I think would be a massively great fit. This team plays a ton of ISO, and even if they don't, I think John Beeline's going to realize the talent that he will get in Cam Reddish. And offensively, he's developed so many wing players, so many guards, and I think that he'll be able to do that with Cam Reddish. And I think the fit won't be perfect next to Colin Sexton, but pretty much their offense will just be, all right, it's Cam's turn to roll with the ball. It's Colin Sexton's turn to roll with the ball, like back and forth trading uh, possessions because this team doesn't need to be good in any way. Uh, This team can be bad, and and I think that's what you need to let Cam Reddish be. If he's bad, let him be bad. Uh, If he needs to take time, let him take that time because – I think potential-wise, he is near the top of this draft class, and it's going to be tough to pass him up. I know his production is absolutely horrible. I'm concerned about it, but you look at the body, you look at the framework, you look at his, his athleticism, you look at his shot. The potential is there, and this is purely a potential pick. I think for Cleveland, that's what you need. And on top of that, you get the added bonus of, hey, if you're bad again next year, you've got a top 10 protected pick, so you get to keep your pick next year, which looks like a great draft class too. So. Mm-hmm. I'm all for giving Cam Reddish, you know, the rope to go out there and run with it. Just give him a chance to be that second option. Give him ball handling responsibilities and see what you get. Because like you said, the the expectations aren't there. You've got one guy under contract right now who, you know, is the big piece of that team. And Kevin Love 
And even he, you know, that was like a reward contract for, hey, we appreciate your time here. You've done a fantastic job. You're a great player, and it's not that you don't deserve it, but I don't see a lot of other teams who would have given him the similar offer. So if they move on from him because someone gets desperate and they really think Kevin loves the guy, even better for them. I think this team just is in, we're in restocking mode. Colin Sexton looks great at 10 the year. I would not take away those guard responsibilities from him by adding Darius Garland because Garland, again, hasn't shown the ability to be a great floor general either. You need someone who can facilitate Cam Reddish at least. Mm. You go for a high upside wing, and you know what? You've got enough chances. Yeah. And, and the thing, too, is, I mean, you look at Sexton and Garland, they both seem so similar playstyle-wise offensively. They're both trying to make their shots, and that's it. I mean, yeah. uh, Colin Sexton had, like, what, about, like, five assists a game, maybe? I think less. Well, <laughs> I think in the, the stretch that you're if talking about— If you want about, to cut the season in half, then I, yeah. I think if you were talking about the set stretch that he had, he had maybe uh, under five. I think he's still around three, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think he's still—I don't think he upkicked his passing. I think he just became a, a gaudy, great shooter. Uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the, the year, scoring like 18, 18 a night. Um, I think that would just be Garland, and you're not going to get ball movement on that team. And I think that that's going to end up needing to be happening. And at least, you know, in the first year, I think you're going to have Cam Reddish and Colin Sexton play off of each other and, you know, trade p- transitions, bring the ball up. But I think in the end, the goal will be ball movement and getting it to Cal- uh, Colin Sexton and getting it to Cam Reddish. But I, I think that they, both of those players can grow into it. And I think if you have two guards, they're going to try to compete to see who's better, and it's going to kind of take away from actual team basketball, which I think Beeline will try to create. Um, we talked about the Suns already. Um, you threw out Clark. You threw out Culver. You threw out Garland. Uh, you threw out Kobe White. Mm-hmm. It's looking like it's going to be Kobe White. Um, we're Dave and I are wrong. We had uh, Darius Garland. Ricky had uh, Kobe White. Looks like we're going to be wrong on that, that end, but let's move to the next one, seven. Uh, obviously the big pick in the Chicago Bulls. What's the play here, Ricky? Lay it I... out again. To me, the thing that I'm wondering in my head is do we make a do we make a trade either with the seventh or do we move like in I'm seeing now articles like people playing 2K. Yeah. But oh, Bulls moving either Zach or Otto on draft night. Like that's I don't know. Dave, I'll ask you. Sure. Do we make a move? Do we move a Zach? Do we move an Otto on draft night? Either package with the seven or not. I would not. I feel pretty good about our four-man core moving forward. I think we just, you know, add a piece like Patrick Beverly in free agency, who is heavily rumored to be coming to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I love. And take another stab in this draft, because that group next year, if they can stay healthy, that's a playoff team in the East. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not feel uber confident about moving on from any one of them. I know it's already been said that, like, yeah, basically if you want anyone but Lowry, like, be my guest. But yeah. I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't yeah, do from it. what I've heard, it's Markinen and Carter are the yeah. only two. So, no, I, w- I would keep these four guys together, 100%. I, w- I would take a stab in the draft, and I would go for mm-hmm. either the best guard available. In my case, I'm taking mm-hmm. Kobe White. Um, or I would go for one of the – for a backup wing, basically, at this mm-hmm. point, which I don't really love any of them, so I would look to trade back. Mm-hmm. If there was – if Kobe White or Garland wasn't on my board, you know, if the draft happens that way, mm-hmm. I'm trading back. Well, and we can get into this more in the second round, but that's why, like, Sean, when you had – your trade with the Hornets, and I was watching you do your mock draft, I liked your trade with the Bulls because we get additional third-rounders. Like, second. second-rounders. Like, we're a team that can take a guy at seven 
and then or if we can move the seventh to get some additional capital later or make a trade to get an additional first kind of like the Cavs are going to do the same thing where they have two picks they're mm. aggressively going to try to get a third we could try to get back into the first round like there are guys in the second like Roby like a Kyle guy I've seen Lewis King is a guy we've worked out twice yep. um Shimori Pons is yeah. pretty much on everyone's list yeah, he, in the he's second everywhere. round um <laughs> to where we can take a guy at seven and then add some guys in the second round if we can make a deal or with the one pick we do have well, in the second. That's the thing is you're getting two picks here in the second mm-hmm. for me in this trade yeah. for the Bulls. Which I like. Yeah, and then you're and then you'll a little bit later you're gonna also make a move as well. Yeah. So I mean with the Bulls here, I don't think you've needed a guard. I, that's mm-hmm. been my my speaking. If you get Garland, I think if Garland falls to you, you take Garland. Um and in my mock he didn't, but if Garland yeah. falls to you, I think you take Garland at seven. Mm-hmm. Um but if he doesn't, then I think you look to trade out because you don't need any of those players right away, and none of the teams behind you also need a guard. Um, and the only team that it would be would be the Hornets, but I think Kemba's staying. And mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. their idea in this is if Kemba's not going to sign the Supermax, that's huge because that's going to free up a ton of cap space for the future. And once Batum's contract's up, once Bismack Biombo's contract's Jeez. up next year, yep. um, I, I think there's another big contract as well that's that's going to be coming up soon for Could them. be a Zeller, I don't know. Uh, no, Zeller's got a, a year Marvin after. Is it Marvin Williams? It's Marvin, Marvin. Williams. Yep. Um, that's going to have the ability for them to attract more guys that can play around them, and yeah. I don't think they'll be able to get a star, but I think Sekou, having those couple years to grow before they go after and get more depth to add and build up uh, around Kemba, mm-hmm. I think that his natural shooting ability, his defensive eff- effort, and his athleticism is going to have him trend towards you know star potential. And if you're yep. looking at that lineup of having Kemba Walker, Malik Monk, uh, Miles Bridges, Bridges, the three, yep. Sekou Demboya, and then let's say Zeller right now. I or think Frank. That they, or Frank. I think that could be a very interesting starting five. Yep. And Sekou has such a high potential that I think that, especially next to a guy like Nick Batum, unfortunately Tony Parker retired, but especially next to a guy like Nick Batum, it's going to make his transition easier from you know France to the U.S. And mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be huge for Sekou. It's just being able to transition well because he's putting that work in, but if he's able to have a guy that is a fellow countryman, if he's able to be next to a guy that's made that transition before, that's going to be easier for him to make that transition and keep working his ass off. And he's already dropped a ton of pounds already. He's he's thinned out very significantly, I think 20 pounds. Yeah. Um, that's going to be huge. And I think that his ability next to a star guard in Kemba would be very flashy, and I think it might be something that if the Hornets are showing, like, "Hey, we're putting our, you know, our our our, our stock into this kid because we think he's going to be great next to you," I think that might lean Kemba towards staying. Mm-hmm. It's not a star at all uh, in, in Seku yet, but it is just showing that, hey, we're making investments into you and into the players around you. We're not just going to stay back and and, and wait. We're going to go mm-hmm. try to get guys get guys that are high potential players to yeah. help you out later in your career. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we, we've read pretty much similar things, and all reports do point to the Hornets trying to trade up into the top 10 for Sekou Demboya. So I'm excited about it. I had him, I didn't have the Bulls trading back. I actually had the Wizards trading back, and Sekou still being available there. So it, it works out. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. everything right now, all the leaks, all the talks, all the rumors point to Hornets and Seku names are tied together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're, I mean, uh, Kenny Beecham asks a question uh, about: Do you think it's possible the Bulls will trade Otto for the twentieth and fifty-first from the Celtics? Uh, we'll we'll get to that in when it's around twenty times. Much yeah. like you, I will lay this little seed. 
I've got a future bull pick coming later in this first round. Okay. All right. Um, but I, personally, I don't know what it is about Otto mm-hmm. being traded, all these rumors. Um, I think that Otto should be sticking around in Chicago. I mean, it depends on There's no, you're not going to be, really you don't need that cap space. Mm-hmm. Chicago doesn't need that cap space. They're not going to be saying anybody. We literally can't ever. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be Nobody interesting if he put here. up like 17 and a half points for the Bulls last year. I think that he can. And he actually popped off in, in several individual performances where it's like, oh, this guy has another mm-hmm. year. Like we never mm-hmm. saw out of him with Washington, but we saw a couple 30 point performances yep. where it's like. Uh, we might have something here. You mm-hmm. know, he might earn that contract with us. You no, know, he moved the ball extremely well. Shot high percentages from both three and and from the line. And yeah, he's not going to show shoot forty eight percent from three. <laughs> but he, he, I think he can at least be a high percentage shooter, a good three yeah. and D player. He's a he's a bad contract, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's extremely necessary. And I think right. maybe if he goes to a different team, it might not work out. If he stays in Chicago, though, it could work out. And forty four Braxton Otto is overpaid. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, we. There's <laughs> 27 <laughs> million. on the Bulls right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the reason why he was traded. Uh, let's now move to the next team, and that is the Wizards, mm-hmm. uh, the team that traded out of Porter. We already talked about uh, the two Pelicans picks that they traded up. We talked about the Hawks. Um, if you missed out on that, uh, the Pelicans get the eight and ten picks in pretty much all of our drafts, um, and the Hawks get the fourth pick. We've added some different kickers and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, but pretty much that has been the main trade, and yeah. we're looking at pretty much fairly similar first rounds outside of I'm the only one that had the Hornets trade up with the Bulls. Um, but with that, the Wizards at nine, what are their goals? What are they looking for? I have them going DeAndre Hunter. Not only is the best player available, mm-hmm. but it's also a fit at three and the four. I, I agree. There, there is a good fit there for you. Uh, DeAndre's off my board at this point in time, which is why I've got them trading back with the Hornets, uh, getting that you know twelfth pick in this year's draft, and then a future first with a lot of protection on it. Uh, they're just going for value at this point. I, I completely agree. I will do my twelfth pick when we hit that second bit of this draft. This was the hardest pick for me to make in the top ten. Yeah, like I looked at, like I came here and I was like. I don't know what the hell to do with the Wizards. First off, because apparently, and the name is blanking me, so Wizards fans in the chat can help me out, but whoever they have in the... Who's the interim GM that they have um, right now? I cannot help. Um, They're trying to throw millions and millions of dollars at Masahiri. They're going to try to throw millions at Mm -hmm. Mujiri, but whoever the guy is that they have as their interim GM right now... He's controlling the draft moves. Like, they've mm-hmm. made it official. Like, he's going to do draft night and all of the draft like trades um, that this team does. And because of that, because it's an interim guy and it's not someone who's going to be there long term, mm-hmm. I don't know what they do. Do they go with a Jackson Hayes? Tommy and say, Shepard. Tommy Shepard. Like, do they go Jackson Hayes and say, hey, we need some defense at the five? Do they go with Seku, which for me would just be like, Yes, it's a fit, but also it's kind of a little bit of BPA mm-hmm. um, for me at that point. Like, I literally don't know what the Wizards are going to do. And that could be a pick on draft night that we all sit here and go, what the fuck just happened? Why did yeah. they pick him? Like, yeah, that they, could be a move. So at the five right now, Thomas Bryant is an RFA. Mm-hmm. So they do have a chance to bring him back. And he you like a, Thomas Bryant, too. You've been giving like him some fit. credit. I like the fit with him. He's able to stretch the floor. He's willing to, you know, continue to grow his game. He's And that's the thing is... He came into the league a couple of years ago, and he's gotten better progressively over time. He's putting in he the work. He's he's you know evolving his game, which mm-hmm. I like. So I think that he's going to get rewarded for that and going to stick around in Washington. They could take Bull Bull here. Mm-hmm. They do have the opportunity to, which is something that I've had in previous mocks. Uh, but at this point in time, I felt the value was there. Like you said, 
this is this is a team where you know there's a couple guys they could like, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's just you know what what do you value? In mine, I want I'm going greed. I'm gonna take future picks. I'm yeah. going for I'll, I'll I'll drop back a little bit just a mm-hmm. smidge and take a future talent because this team is not you know. Look, this next year it's going to be a wash mm-hmm. without John Wall out there and with the interesting talent that they're going to surround Bradley Beal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm going back and I'm like, hey, let's just stock up for the future. This is not something that we need to, you know, go all in on. If somebody really loves Seiku, let them have Seiku because for them, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I uh, just want to say uh, I love everybody in our chat, but also mm-hmm. they keep saying Woj Bomb and nothing's happening. Um, um, it's well, throwing me well, off. It's because he's it's, tweeting, but it's he's not tweeting It's kind of like, um, oh, what I see? It was one of the Bulls fans that I follow where yeah. they're like, man, you guys want this trade to happen so bad that you're just ragging on Shams and Woj for reporting news. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the only things I've seen are like the future, per, the future pick swap potential for the Pelicans uh, and lakers deal so it sounds like mm-hmm. there might be some pick swap protections on or some pick swaps mm-hmm. in addition to this trade but nothing so, officially has come nothing up official so, um that's gonna do it for one through ten unless you guys have any other things you want to throw out there no. uh, do we miss anything you feel i think we got not everything on, not on the basketball front but there was news i looked at espn to see what they got Ooh. some baseball news oh, yeah, edwin um, and Carnassian. and yeah he's now going to be a yankee going from seattle so that'll be interesting all the stops all right Let's move now into the next segment, and that is 11 through 10. Uh, we'll start off with Ricky, then go to Dave, and then go to me. So, Ricky, start us off with 11 through 10. So, starting off 11 through 20. number 11, 11 through, through 20. 20. My bad. Um, we're going to go backwards. So, 11 through 20, um, starting off at 11, the Timberwolves, they're going to go with my boy, Rui Hachimura. Um, reason why I went that is they've just, well, hey, rumor is they promised Sorry, them. Sorry, I coughed. I'm buying into that. Um, then at 12, I've got a trade. So, the Hornets are going to get J.R. Smith. Um, the Cavs are going to get Marvin Williams and the 12th overall pick. And the Cavs are going to take Kevin Porter Jr. Um, with the 12th overall pick. Then the Heat at 13 go P.J. Washington from Kentucky. Celtics at 14 go Brandon Clark forward from Gonzaga. Then the Pistons at 15 go Nikhil Alexander-Walker, guard from VT. Then at 16, the Magic go with Cobb Jelly. Um, can't even pronounce his first name, so I'm not even going to try. Um, center from FSU. Mafindu? Mafindu right? Mafindu. Mafindu. Yep. Um, Jelly. Um, then at 17, Hawks via Nets, they go with Goga Batazde, or as I like to call him, Gorga Batazde, um, from overseas. Then the Pacers at 18 go with Romeo Langford from Indiana. Spurs at 19 go with Luca Semanic. Um, forward from overseas, and then at 20, Celtics via the Clippers go with Tyler Hero, guard from Kentucky. Yeah, the the Cavs trade is definitely interesting. That uh, J.R. Smith thing is an absolute mm-hmm. uh, gem, as been, Bill Simmons called it. He said the secret weapon of July's free agency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smith's deal was signed in 2016 under the old CBA. That was before the CBA challenged, changed the rules regarding how particular co- guaranteed contracts are handled mm-hmm. in trades, especially when it comes to salary matching purposes. Uh, even though the CBA has changed, Smith's contract was grandfathered in, which allows the Cavs to take back a high price salary, more than $15 million, which is Marvin Williams, uh, while the other team is only on the hook for $3.8 million. Other if he's deals, cut before the end of June. Yes, other deal. I'm, I was getting to that. Yeah. Oh, thanks for cutting me off. No uh, other deals signed after 2016 would only work for the guaranteed money amount on the contract if the Mercurial shooting guard, who has been exiled from Cleveland since November, gets waived by the end of June. A team could either leave the 3.8 million on its cap for the 2019-2020 season, which the Hornets could do mm-hmm. would be much better than that. Uh, yeah. You know, five point whatever or uh, 15 for Marvin Williams. 
or they could stretch it and have them for the next three years at 1.29. So that's definitely an interesting uh, move there, and that's super valuable to the Hornets. We talked about already their their trade or their cap woes right now mm-hmm. um, with Bismack still being on for a year uh, with Batum's contract as well. Um, some cap woes that would definitely free some up. Um, I, 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 I like the, the the maneuvering there. I think though the Cavs could probably get a little bit more than, yeah, than that. I, well, and I was wondering how much are the Hornets going to want to give up? Because I mean, with with mine, they're moving out of the first round entirely unless mm-hmm. they try to make a move to get back into it. Mm. All right, uh, Dave, give us your eleven through twenty. Yikes again! Yikes again, boys! Strap it in. Uh, Timberwolves are taking Nikhil Alexander Walker at number eleven. At number twelve, the second half of this Wizards trade with the Hornets, the Wizards could be taking Brandon Clark. At thirteen, I've got the Heat going to see a little. At 14, I've got the Celtics making a trade where they're giving up the 14, the 20, the Memphis protected 2020 pick, and Gordon Hayward for Blake Griffin. Hmm. Blockbuster trade, pulling out the stops. The Pistons will be then taking Rui Hachimura. At 15, I've got the Pistons back-to-back in it, because, you know, that's how we do, taking Kevin Porter Jr. At 16, the Magic are going to be disappointed, but going to end up with Romeo Langford. At 17, I've got the Hawks going Jackson Hayes. At 18, I've got the Pacers going P.J. Washington. At 19, I've got the Spurs going Goga Pataste. And at 20, I've got that third Pistons pick of the group taking KZ Akpala. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm responding to questions, but I guess we could do it on the, the, mm-hmm. the, the podcast right now. Um, it was from Andre. He said, why do the Hawks trade with the Pelicans rather than the Cavs if they can give up less? Save maybe 8 and 17 and a second to get Culver. The thing is, is that I think the Cavs want Culver. Yeah, so why would they that's... do that trade if they want to get Culver? Culver is mm-hmm. a big piece for the Cavs. If they if, if Culver's available, he's going to go to the Cavs. Yeah. So I think you have to jump the Cavs to get Culver, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing in my mind of why they don't do that trade because I don't think 8 and 17 and a second's enough for them because Culver is so intriguing to the Cavs. Um, but that way with the Pelicans, they're trying to fill out that roster and they can do so, and the Hawks get to jump the calf so that's why we have that all happening and why we think that's going to happen uh kenny also said you think capella could go to boston for hayward and the 22nd um i doubt it because i don't think horford helps them that much and the 22nd i don't know if that's super intriguing to houston i originally had a capella trade with the hornets before i changed it for the jr one mm. yeah i heard the the, the rumors out there mm. i'm not buying in yet not especially after this AD trade just changed the landscape of the league. Uh, and then we'll get to the uh, some later, uh, the Psych Cheese one. Uh, he has stuff about Bulls getting uh, Grant Williams in a late first. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Um, and then uh, Crazy Josh has to leave. But uh, we will post it on YouTube, and thanks for joining us, Crazy mm-hmm. Josh. Uh, let's now move into my uh, mock draft, 11 through 10. Pistons via the t- 11 through 20. Uh, Pistons <laughs> via the Timberwolves get P.J. Washington. The Pistons get the 11th pick. The T-Wolves get the 15th pick. And then the T-Wolves next year have the ability to swap first-rounders if the Pistons are above the T-Wolves. So if it happened again this year, it'd be another switch. So if they're 11-15 and the T-Wolves are below the Pistons, they would swap picks again. Um, If that does not happen, though, and the T-Wolves are worse than the Pistons, uh, they would get a 2021 lotto protected first. And if that doesn't transfer, then... Uh, it becomes a 2020 unprotected first uh, for the uh, the T-Wolves. So uh, that's the deal that works out, and the Pistons move up and take P.J. Washington. At 12, the Bulls in that uh, trade with the Hornets, they take Kobe White again. The Hornets got the 7th pick, and the Bulls get 12, 36, and 52nd. 13, the Heat get Nasir Little. 
14, the Celtics get Goga Batazde from KK Mega B- B-Max. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Goga. 15, the T-Wolves, obviously with that uh, trade earlier. Uh, they get Jackson Hayes. Crazy Josh, who just departed us, uh, left us in the, in, as in the stream. Uh, he said the, Col- the Wolves want P.J. Hero, uh, Nikki Alexander-Walker, or Sekou. I think that Jackson Hayes would be a really nice fit there um, at that five next to Cat. We'll get yeah. into that more later. Magic, take Nikki Alexander-Walker. At 17, the Hawks, via that Nets trade earlier that you guys talked about, they take Brandon Clark. At 18, the Pacers take Tyler Hero. 19, the Spurs take Rui Hachimura. And at 20, the Celtics take Keldon Johnson. Uh, where do you guys want to start here? Do you guys want to start with uh, you know at the top and move down? I'm fine with that. want to start with the trades? What's going on? I like the top. Let's go top down. Yeah. All right. So at 11, uh, you guys have the T-Wolves, correct? Mm-hmm. I've got yep. the T-Wolves. You guys have the T-Wolves. Yep. Um, I have the Pistons. Let's start off with you guys with the mm-hmm. T-Wolves first. Uh, what, what's your strategy with the T-Wolves? I, with me... If it wasn't for the combine news, and I know the combine's old at this point, um, with the news that they had offered or promised Rui, this is another team where I was like, "What do I do?" Because I originally had them doing a trade. I think it was the, I think it was with the Celtics at the time. So originally, before I changed things, yeah, Darius Garland fell to eleven. Wow. For me, that would be um, a shocker. And actually. then that's where the Celtics made a move and said, "Fuck it, we got to move up to get Darius Garland at." 11 things changed and it didn't end out like that for me but i feel like from what i'm seeing if they promised Rui, they're just going to take him at 11 um other than that like for me it was hard because i've mocked brandon clark there how many times this year yep and to not mock brandon clark there kind of hurt me um <laughs> in a way um where i feel like they could go in a few different ways but which piece is going to fit well next to Wiggins and Cat because they're not going to move either See, Wiggins or Cat. The, the, the only promises that I'm buying are like the high ones. And if that is a promise mm-hmm. that the T-Bulls made that they're going after Rui Hachimura, I think it'd be an absolute mistake for them, especially at 11. And, and you've, you've talked about that. Mm-hmm. You don't think it'd be a great value pick for them. I but mean, I like Rui. I, I just think that yeah. looking at this draft board and the way it could fill out, I think there's so many ways that they can add value and add mm-hmm. potential. And I think that's what they need. They need to be planning until they're out of that Wiggins contract. It's already that bad. Um, so I think that they need to extend that, and they need to be able to show something to Cat that's not going to make him do exactly what AD just did and be like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm up and I'm leaving. Um, because that could be a possibility that he does see. I mean, this is a kid that is one of the most efficient offensive bigs that we've had in the league. I mean, yeah. you might not say that he is an elite player no. because of his lack of defense or that he might not be, do- or may- may be doing it on a bad team, but he is offensively gifted yeah. without a doubt. And it might be coming to a point soon if they don't change things that he might want to leave. And mm-hmm. I think that that's where taking Rui Hachimura would be very short-sighted because I don't think he has a very high ceiling like some players do. Like I think Nasir Little has a very high ceiling. I don't see that in Rui Hachimura. I see a very high ceiling in, in Jackson Hayes. I don't see that in Rui Hachimura. I think that's the players that you need to be, even Kevin Porter Jr., I think those are the players that you need to be car- targeting rather than a Rui Hachimura it's who funny is the older. Of, the thing about Rui, though, is wherever I he's I gone, know, he's I gotten know. better. And like I feel like eh. he's going to get better at the next level. Is he going to be that superstar? Probably not, but I feel like he could be a very good pro for whichever team he's on. You keep saying older. He's got, you know, young basketball IQ. And I think that's the big thing is he's growing into the game. He's still learning a lot about the game. The fact that he wasn't exposed to the game, you know, at at a high level from an early age is the biggest upside. Mm. On top of the fact he's got great size. He's got good athleticism. You know, that's I think he's got a lot of upside. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him 
you know, in a separate category than a Jackson Hayes or a Nasir Little in my mind. I think they're 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 very much similar in their upside. But I had them going to Kale Alexander Walker because I wanted them to get, you know, a a guard that can take over from Jeff Teague. I don't know that, you know, Derek Rose is gonna resign with them. I don't know long term what their answer is. I like a Kogi, but I think that Nikhil Alexander Walker with the ability to dribble, with the ability to ball handle and facilitate, as well as be a good shooter, you know, he's a plus shooter all around. So helps spacing, helps ball handling, and I think he's a, he's a great fit for them future moving forward. Yeah, and, and one thing too that I think benefits Rui Hachimura is I was trying to see what he did against bigger competition, better competition, and he did stay fairly consistent against the ACC. He scored around like eighteen and a half points. Uh, that included a Duke game, obviously SEC at two games. He uh, averaged nineteen and a half points in those two yep. games, and then uh, against the WCC, um, his own conference, he averaged about nineteen point one. So he still stayed consistent. So I, I, again, he, he he's somewhat there, um, but I, I I look back at the tournament and I just I don't think his his basketball sense is exactly there, and that's something that needs to grow. I don't yep. think he, he he is a very good – he's got skills, I will say, but I don't know if he's going to be able to contribute at a high-functioning, quick-processing NBA player. Okay. And that's what I, I, I mean as he's a little bit older where he might have less time to really show that potential. Where okay. Jackson Hayes, if he reaches the end of this rookie year contract – they might want to look to extend it because they saw so much in the, the final two years where Rui might still lack that quick processing ability. But, hey, that could always change. Um, let's move now to the Hornets because I think that's who's at 12 technically. Yep. Um, you have them moving up. I have them moving up. Ricky, you don't have them moving up, correct? I have them moving out of the first round because the Cavs Completely? move in. The Hornets? Yeah. Yeah, because the they gave up that 12th pick. To okay. give it to the Cavs. Um, so at least let's talk about the Hornets and what their game plan should be then. I think mm-hmm. it's just going out and getting a star that can show a lot of potential. I don't think that was available for them at 12. I think if they did, it would have been a reach. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. I think would have been a reach for them. I think uh, Brandon Clark would have been somewhat of a reach. I don't think he really is that great of an option for them. Uh, other guys in the Sierra Little, I don't think he's that great of an option. So I thought they should go up and get Seiko Nimboya. I love that fit for them. Um, for you, your thought process was pretty yeah, much the same thing? I, I read into pretty much the same articles. Everything sounds like they're in love with him. I like Sekou Demboy a lot. I think he was a top 10 talent in this draft class based on his potential, based on the the establishment of the guys who can do what he can do overseas. He's in the right line. It's the same with Gogo. Like, we know we, we at least have a baseline of what we're expecting out of you mm-hmm. and his body, his his athleticism, his shot form. Everything lines up with what you would want on that team long term. So I, lo- I like his fit to the Hornets a lot. I just, part of me feels like, and the thing with, if they made a move with, like, let's say the Cavs, like I had, uh, obviously you're doing that for cap relief because yep. you want to get rid of JR before the end of June to free up that money. Um, it works out for the Cavs because they want to add that extra first round pick. And whether are they going to do that later? Is it going to be. Um, a lotto pick um, will be remained a scene. Like there's even rumors that could they try to move Kevin Love um, for a pick. Um, but for me, I think that the two things that I'm seeing either with their workouts and mock drafts is yeah. a three and a center. Yep. There's bound to be one available for me with their pick in the second round. Like a KZ Akpala, where Dave, I know you're high on him. You have him in the first round. Yep. I honestly don't have him in the first round. Don't think he's going to make it. Um, in the first round, he could be available there. There's centers where if they want to go after a Bruno that they worked out, if they want to go after um, a Jante who 
Um, I mean, Jonte Moore, 4-5, but, but I know he's also Gafford. injured. Uh, Gafford as well. Yep. There's going to be guys available there in that second round that are like, hey, this is a first-round talent in some yep. that we're getting in the second round. Yeah. So with mine, though, because I've got the Wizards trading back into that mm-hmm. 12th pick, I've got them taking Brandon Clark, a guy who, you know, like we said, we'd mocked him to the Timberwolves mm-hmm. for half the year, it feels like. Yeah. But at this point, I, I, I switched out, gave them some guard help. Mm-hmm. And the Wizards are like, this is awesome. We get somebody who, you know, the size on paper may not look good, but you watch him play, and he has incredible defensive instincts. I think that his game will translate fairly well to the NBA level. A lot of people want to shit on him and be like, look, he's 6'8". He's not going to be able to play the 5. I'm like, that's fine. He will play small ball 5 if necessary, a la Bobby Portis, or he will play the 4, or even, even if he develops a shot over time, he can just be a generic wing out there and I think that we're going to see someone who is going to be on ball, a great defender. Off ball, he'll be able to give you help defense. He just, uh, everything about mm-hmm. him defensively and the effort level he puts in and the improvement over time. We watch him go from San Jose, was it San, San Jose, Jose State. State to uh, Gonzaga, and his game continues to develop. He is, mm-hmm. he is willing to work, he's willing to put in time. And I think a shot will continue to develop over time. I don't think he's ever going to be a 37% shoot, shooter from three. But I think if he can get somewhere around, you know, 30%, somewhere on a couple attempts a game to keep people honest, that's going to open up his game a lot. Very similar to, you know, how Giannis has grown his game out and at least just taking that pump fake from the outside mm-hmm. gives him that extra step because I know he's got the steps driving to the basket as a slasher. We have some uh, news coming in, at least this is from Kevin O'Connor, so I don't know if this is the official deal, but this is something that he heard from a leak source said that the picks going to New Orleans are the fourth selection in the 2019 draft, a protected 2021 first, and an unprotected first in 2024, and Pelicans will also have the right to swap first in 2023. Interesting. So, um, three picks for sure going to the Pelicans, and then a pick swap in 2023. I don't think it's that bad for the Lakers. Unprotected no. 2020, uh, unprotected first in 2024 makes sense for why the Pelicans wanted that. Because, Hell yeah. Because LeBron will be off, out of contract, but that doesn't mean he's going to not resign. In 2024, also, he'd be 39? He's probably still going to be great. Uh, and <laughs> even then, you're still going to have Anthony right? Davis, who if he does re- resign long-term, he's still going to be there and going to make that team pretty decent. Um, and then also the pick swap. So, I mean, they're technically getting you know, yeah, four you're first. Yeah, right. He'd be so. 29. 39. 39. 39. Yeah, LeBron's um, a He's, he's, he's a now. Shit, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. We're going to get prime LeBron the fifth time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's at least some news. Uh, but let's now move to the uh, next yep. team because I think we talked about the T-Wolves t- or the – what team are we on? The T Wolves. Hornets. We're talking about the T Wolves and the Hornets. Hornets. I tossed in the Wizards because I made the mm-hmm. trade. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's move to the Heat. We all have the Heat staying at 13, correct? Staying pat. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what was your process here with the Heat? I saw Nasir Little. They like guys with long wingspans. They like mm-hmm. guys with you know high motors. They like guys with a lot of potential. And I, I think that Nasir Little just screamed that, to be honest with us. Yeah. I originally had Romeo here. Um, and the reason being is um, from what I was seeing with this one, I was like, I want to know what Heat fans are thinking, went to Mm -hmm. different Heat blogs. And the two names I kept seeing were P.J. Washington, Romeo Langford, and then either a center, whether that's a Bruno, whether that's a um, Jackson Hayes, a Goga, or Gorga, as I like to call him. With me, I just I made the switch because originally I had P.J. way too low, and I just I feel like with me I have more questions about Romeo than I do about P.J. Washington. Um, and that's why I made the pick with the Heat. Yeah. But also, do they make a trade? Do the Heat move out and try to either move a Goron, try to move somebody on that team? Or do they say, hey, 
Hassan Whiteside, we got a plan for post Hassan Whiteside. Do they go with a center in this draft? If a Jackson yeah, Hayes falls, stupid do they go with one of them? Stuck with. Yeah, <laughs> I think, well, the thing is he's, he's done off, off that contract next year. And yeah. I think we've talked about the possibility of them going after a center. Mm-hmm. I've had them mocked to Bol Bol. Yeah. Um, I just think Goga might be too much of an overlap with Kelly Olenek in ways and too much of an overlap with uh, Bam. Bam as well. I don't think that he adds something new exactly. And mm-hmm. I, I think Jackson Hayes lines too much to uh, Bam. Obviously not physically because holy shit, Bam's huge. Um, but I think they, they're going to end up playing <laughs> similar roles. So I think it'd be kind of redundant to go after that. I think you need to go after a guard, uh, a wing or a guard in, yeah. in some ways if he, he can play the two. Um, he's not that big. He's He's, he's got six, a great wingspan. You know, yeah, but, but he's not that tall. seven foot plus wingspan is mm-hmm. awesome. He's, he is built out. He is he was a physical specimen, basically. That, that's what we said about him coming into college. That's what we said about him at the combine, really yeah. showing it off. Like, he's athletically, not, he's good. He's a, he's he's a good slasher. He's super quick. That's the thing. Yeah. Is it, he was one of the worst when it comes to uh, lane agility. But yep. he he still has that length, which is which is huge. And are you reading the fact that people are comparing you to Rabon, well, Ramona <laughs> Shelburne? <with that? laughs> and also, apparently, it looks like you're on a vacay in Hawaii with that fit. Yeah, love I this dig fit. it. Yeah, <laughs> a great fit. Shout out it. Old Navy. This was five bucks. <laughs> um, and we're the we're the hell out of this in New Orleans because mm-hmm. these uh, things are so thin. Nice. Uh, yeah, come on, add, add a couple pops, yeah. layers of pops. Sorry, I'm not wearing my Beast Slayer hey, shirt. Got Shout out it. Seth Rollins. Um, but yeah, with the Heat, I think you just got to add guys with potential. I think that's what you're looking for. Yep. This team isn't going to be great next year, but they could probably still make the playoffs. That, the fucking I would heat. say that's the thing. Like, had Goron been healthy the whole year, they probably would have made the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. But you know, with him on his final year of his contract coming up. And moving on from Dwayne Wade, finally, like I'm yeah. going for upside. I'm going for potential. I'm going for. They this have year. been a rumor too to get that Jr. contract, so I'll definitely see yeah. if that they'll play yeah. into to, to that. They've got uh, a lot of those middle middle range contracts where they're like you know between eight and fifteen million dollars for the majority of their roster. So it's like mm-hmm. they're always stuck in contract hell, but they're always finding a way to put talented guys. Maybe not the top end, but like. They're a bunch of B players on that team. I do find it funny, though, because they're a bunch of B players, and they kind of were like what the Magic were, with just a ton of, like, 10 starters, but none of them were good. Yeah. But the Magic actually made the playoffs. So the Magic and, and Heat might be flipping. I mean, the Heat weren't that far out, though. It was, yeah. it was I mean, a joke. Which is why they flipped. But, yeah, I mean, joking. they were still good. Yeah. yeah. They're all right. Um, let's move on to the Celtics. This is their first of three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any anyone moving picks? You have them moving picks? How many picks do you have moving? I've got the blockbuster deal. Okay, the, the Blake, Blake one. Trade. Do you have any of them moving? No. Because uh, our boy Eric uh, was in here, and mm-hmm. I, he was like, no way that they keep all three because he was looking at our mock. Woj said the same thing, and that's what made me go, they're making a deal here, mm-hmm. one way or the other, because he's like, there is zero chance that they take all three of these picks post-draft day. Like, there, there's no chance, because this is a roster where they're ready to compete and they're ready to win. Yeah. Adding three young guys, if you look at the depth on that roster already, they mm-hmm. don't have three more spots to give. Yeah. I just, what for, if, but for who me. can they go out and get? And that's the thing. You you have oh. Blake Griffin, but we, we looking at that deal, I, I don't see the positives in that. They get two picks, two first picks, two first rounders in the 14 and 20. The fuck? And oh, they, my God, Dave and Sean, you might disagree on what? something. And the Memphis pick next year. <laughs> you get the Memphis pick. All right, that's, and that's the a big, upside of Gordon Hayward. But, but I don't think there is form. upside there, Dave. Let's look there. at him. No, there is no upside. That dude snapped his leg in half. I don't think he's worth that contract. And I don't know if outside of Boston, if he's in a very protected role, that he's going to be able to produce. I don't think it's the same Gordon Hayward as we're going to get in Utah. I think you. it's that year plus of recovery that you basically are getting. So you're going to, I expect him to be closer to the Utah version than what we saw out of him this past year in Boston. 
Because remember, this injury is not something that's just a quick one-year turnaround. You mm-hmm. have to build up the time. You have to build up the muscle. And we saw him at the end of the year starting to get more adventurous, more uh, physical, more explosive. And that's the thing I look forward to seeing him be closer to a truer form of Gordon Hayward that we expected. Also, you're getting two picks this year mm-hmm. and a potential you know, first round next year that will I think the protection ends up being, is it top Five or four? For Memphis? Yeah. It's top six. Top six. So it's top six. It goes to Memphis. Seven through 30 is um, with with the Celtics Celtics. or the Pistons in my case. And then if it stays top six, they don't get it till 2022. But then it's unprotected, right? Yeah. Then it's unprotected the third year. I think that's a very good deal for them. I think that they come out, like, no offense, Detroit, you're not winning a championship with Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, and Reggie Jackson. That shit's not even, you know, that you had a great run this year up mm-hmm. until Blake's injury, which was just soul-crushing because, goddamn, he has been excellent. He has been, he was a star without, like, much notoriety this year. I felt like he was out of the spotlight just because he was in Detroit, but he had a mm-hmm. fantastic year. His shooting's gotten better every year. Unprotected in 2021. Okay, so... Absolutely yeah. unprotected in 2021. Yep. So they'll get it in 2021 if that's they don't get it next year. Three yeah. first-rounders is the value, and that Memphis pick is the cherry on top. That I think that's where you're getting the, like, look, we get it. He's great. Gordon Hayward under you know is still on the on the men's on the men's mm-hmm. returning from his injury. So we're gonna bolster that trade up. Well, and in my mind, I am the Pistons going. Look, I'm reloading. I know that I can't get there now, but with that amount of draft capital, I can make moves. I don't have to worry about trying to pay off to get somebody to take Reggie off my hands. Like my timeline is gonna be mm-hmm. post whatever the fuck is going on in the West right now. Question. Um, and this is all dependent on if Garland falls to seven. Yeah. Um, originally, I was going to have, and after the AD trade went down, was going to have a trade, and Dave, you kind of helped me out with this, where the Pel- or the Bulls would give up the seventh, and the Celtics would give up the 14, the 22, um, and the Memphis pick to try to jump up and get a Darius Garland. If he is at seven, should yeah. the Celtics try to do that? Or... Is there someone else that they try to jump up to get? Because from what I'm seeing, the three guys that they like are the three guys that I had them take. They really like Brandon Clark. They loved, I heard, love Tyler Hero on Twitter after he went 81 of 100 from three at their workout. And spoiler alert, a guy I have him going in the next group, I'll just say it, Nasir Little, they really like him as well. Um, Shocker. So it's one of those to where. That doesn't sound like a Celtics at all. Who are they going to go up and kind of trade trade for is it somebody higher in the draft is it a proven veteran like how you have with blake griffin yeah that's to me where i didn't know what the trade would be and that's why i didn't do one for the celtics i'll get i'll give you props i think that that's it's bold and you're you went out and did something that again if that well look He went out on a ledge. The yeah, ledge well, that you, I was you went out there you went on. out there and if the, if they're making a big move mm-hmm. that is something that is big mm-hmm. i just well, I, I mean, feel like Detroit guys, doesn't want to trade Blake, and I, I, they I would not. feel bad He's if they do trade right him. Now. Like they, they got him on a good deal, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think that trade to bring him into town worked out well for them. But at the same time, I just, you know, Danny Ainge struck out. He offered seven first rounders, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Jeez Tatum, Jalen Brown, his, his firstborn daughter, firstborn daughter, <laughs> his mother's house. And for some dumb reason, the Pelicans still said no. Like, I can't even understand that. He one. offered him their job. Yeah. He offered him the Celtics. He offered him the entire team. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, he doesn't even have the ability. But he did. And they still said no. So he went out and was like, look, this is a team that needs to win. You know, we've that Brooklyn trade yeah. set them up for years of success. 
And I feel like people are getting antsy on the timeline because we saw year one Jason Tatum in the playoffs. We saw Jalen Brown go up and dunk we, we in the playoffs. In like this past year, well, mm-hmm. bit of a reality check. That's the thing with me is I don't think Kyrie's signing. So who's your star? Right? Jason Tatum going so mama the, mentality. You're putting, the, you're putting the keys in the hands of a 21-year-old. Well, that's why I've got them going out and getting... An no, excellent I, I understand, star. but let's say they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're all talking about, like, what are the roster spots? If you're adding three young guys. Yeah, where are the roster spots? Yeah. I think Kyrie's going to free one up. Yep. I also think that... Scary Terry? While Terry... Well, I, I, I'm not sold on Terry being worth a huge contract. Yeah, but is someone... So it's, de- it's dependent on what they're what they're going to sign him for. Is mm-hmm. someone going to uh, Zach Levine him, though? Where it's like, hey, I would let them. we're going to offer them a ton of, them more I'm, than we want. Do the Celtics go, well, fuck, yes. we got to keep on. No, no, that's the thing is I don't think he's worth that much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they go out and say, if the hey, we're going to decide to give him 20 plus million, take him. Yeah. Fuck it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't think it's worth that. And I think that in some ways you need to retool the Celtics team because Horford's contract is going to be coming up next year. Um, I don't know how much trade value he has because he dipped off a little bit last year. Still, and still solid player, and, and I, he is constantly the Joel Embiid, you know. You know I, he just fucks Joel all over. I honestly think that they need to just think about hitting the reset button in some ways. And you still have Brad Stevens. You Jason, still have a young you, Tatum, yeah, Jalen Brown. And these three picks and that Memphis pick. Take your time. Because, yes, the window of that Kyrie thing closed, but that wasn't even supposed to be the window. That came up because Kyrie wanted out. If Kyrie didn't want out, you weren't going to change that window, right? I don't know. And that's the crazy thing. So I I think this was always going to be their window. I think the window was now with Kyrie Irving there. If Kyrie Irving, now everything, like you said, is reporting to him leaving, I look at Al Horford and I think he's still very good. Um, You know, for his age, he's pretty good. I think he dipped a bit. I'm not saying he's a bad player. Yeah, but I think the move forward is to get the ball in Jason Tatum's hands more. I think Jalen Brown showed us something. And with Marooks. I always want to go with Marooks because of you. No, it's Marooks, Sean. Okay. You, you dubbed I it. I spelled he is He is Marooks Morris leaving. Um, and Terry Ter- Rozier potentially leaving as well. Like, I, I look at that and I'm like, look, this is going to be, you know, wing heaven. We're going to have fun out here and we're going we're gonna to ball out. I think their window is still fine for now. And it just feels like they want to get something accomplished based off that Nets deal sooner rather than later because you got the tease. And that set the whole timeline off. I think I think their early success last playoffs set the timeline off. Mm-hmm. And now they basically are like, well, we can either you know potentially fall back a little bit, a little stumble, and, and go, look, we're getting three great young talents this year, which is a lie because, unfortunately, it's a weaker draft. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, we can go ahead and take a swing at a star. We're not getting Anthony Davis now. You're not going to get, you know, a sign from anybody else. So what is all of this? You know, we've been hearing about the Celtics and their buildup of all this capital, and they're going to swing for the fences with it. That's that's what I want. I want all in on that. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Do they try, and I'm saying CP with this because yep. I wouldn't go CP3. Do they try to work out a deal with the Rockets to maybe get, like, either a Clint Capella or whether you think that CP3 would be a good fit with the Boston Celtics with Kyrie moving on and then basically having Tatum have the keys to it but still have that good veteran teammate behind him in Chris Paul. Because they have the draft capital to maybe entice the Rockets 
into trading for one of them and the sailor that comes contract. up. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> but would you, would you do it if it was around Clint Capella though? Instead of no, because I don't. Th- you can't win with a great center. Okay. That the centers don't win championships anymore. Mm-hmm. This isn't the 1980s. Like the, the, this or even is the 90s. Uh, Patrick yeah. Ewing. Yeah. Ewing didn't win a championship. I know. Like, but got to the playoffs. Yeah, was but like team. you had Elijah. That was Long. easy. There's eight spots in the playoffs. No, yeah. I know. But I mean, they were a higher. Like they weren't eight. They Point were being, higher. centers value is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not trading for someone who has a limited offensive skill set. Yes, he's good at what he does, but he is put to another level because of the offensive system mm-hmm. that has been enabled for him in Houston. I don't think outside of Houston, he's as good as he is. Do they make a trade for Mike Conley? Conley is the interesting one because I think that could happen. I think the, the value Suns, could be right. And the Suns the might trade on... the six, but yep. Boston could give their first yep. for Mike Conley. And if the Grizzlies go jaw and then get maybe like two picks in this draft, I don't know if they'd get their future back, but I mean, getting no, two picks wouldn't. in this draft, like I that would work out. I think Conley would be Grizzlies. interesting. I think that someone even said this in the comments, and mm-hmm. I think that what would be more interesting to me too is if Kyrie does sign the Nets, fuck it, go after D'Lo. The spite move? Yeah. I mean, he's young. Why not? I, I think it'd be interesting. Mm. Why not? I, why why is it I less just, interesting than I don't Mike Conley? I don't think D'Lo would sign there. Why not? Money's money. D'Lo, D'Lo's rumored to, you know, want to go play with Booker, his friend, Cat, his True. friend, True. like, or Oladipo, mm-hmm. which would be insane for uh, the Pacers. Like, those are the three teams that I've heard the most around. Even heard Utah is an interesting one. Yep. Um, so I think that you know, well, the Celtics would be interesting, and that young group would be insane. Don't get me wrong; I, that that's potential all over the board. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't think that I've heard anything about him wanting to play for Boston, and that's where it sets it off. I don't know his relationship, you know, off the court, whether he's doing offseason workouts with any of these guys. But on the other teams, I do know, so mm-hmm. I'm playing it safer on that end. Not saying it can't happen; it's just I haven't heard anything other than spiteful Celtics fans <laughs> who are pissed because Kyrie's taking his ball and going home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know; it, it could be. It, I think the Celtics, in my mind, I think you stay with the three picks and, and, and go with them. I think you can clear cap room. There's some guys on that on that team that aren't that intriguing anymore that you can just cut. Um, but I, I would go with Goga at 14. I think that he's the best player available. Um, and then I would also look at Keldon Johnson at 20. He's a spot-up shooter. He's a 3-and-D player. He could fit in. He could fit into a role mm-hmm. on that team. He might, you might, again, need to look for a point guard at some point, but there's no great point guard in either of these, these positions. Uh, 14 and 20, and I think that you know you just go after the best player available. And I think those guys are both those players. Um, I mean, I, I, again, I, I give you I give you credit for at least going after something with the, the Blake Griffin thing. But we'll have Appreciate to see. It. Uh, let's move down to 15, the Pistons. We talked a little bit about bottom because I had them trading up. I have the Timberwolves here. I have them going Jackson Hayes. Kind of laid it out. Young player, nice body, can go up and play next to Carl Anthony Towns defensively. Yeah. I think that's that, that's really the move there for the T-Wolves. Uh, but what do you guys have the Pistons doing outside of the Blake Griffin trade? I've got them taking Kevin Porter Jr. with that. Okay. Um, again, we are we are going young. We are grabbing all the pieces, all the potential, all the hype. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., awesome potential, because if you watch his highlights, holy shit, is he talented. If you watch his actual games, you're a little disappointed with what we saw um usc's offense at times seemed to be completely and exclusively featured on benny boatwright uh great shooter but not not worth it in my mind so questionable coaching you want to you want to be that guy who's like i see what he could be i think that with great coaching the pistons do have now and i think that with the with the right guys around him 
He's got that next level potential. So I'm taking someone who can be a secondary ball handler, who can create for himself, who can take good shots. You know, the big question mark with him outside of his attitude, which off the court issues is is one asterisk. The second asterisk is that free throw percentage. Now, it doesn't look like he's got the world's worst form, Mm -hmm. but it's also really not, you know, a great thing when you can't have like 70% shooting from the line in college. He's got bad form. He's got, he's got, he's got not so great form. He's got not so great form. Got a weird shot. Yep. Um, and I, I think that he's interesting just because of his 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 uh, athleticism. Mm-hmm. Not really a shot. I think that he he can create his own shot, but yes. it's going to need time to de- definitely develop a true NBA shot. Fair but he's enough. definitely interesting, especially with their three picks. Yep. What do you have him doing? With me, it was interesting because like there's a couple different ways. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is one that I've seen in a lot of mocks, but he's off the board for me as the Cavs take him. At 12, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, reason why I went with him, he's the only first-round talent that I saw yeah. um, that they've actually worked out seriously. Um, but there's things where they could... Depends on what they want to do in the second, too. Like, Iggy Bristegas is a guy they've worked out twice. Um, so if they go with that, do they go with a backup center? Because there's people that are like, they need a backup behind um, Drummond better yeah. than Thon Maker, Shot Taker. Um, do they go with a cabbage jelly? Do they go with a Goga in that situation? If Jackson Hayes is there, do they go with Jackson Hayes? Or do they try to maybe find a Diversify. falling Gafford or a falling Bruno yep. to get in the second round? And for me, I looked at originally I had Jackson Hayes go there when Sean and I did the PTP. Um, and Sean was like, yeah, I hate that pick. I'm like, oh, I hate it too. I'm going to change it. Um, and that's why I was like, you know what? Out of everything I've seen, Nikhil is the only guy besides Kevin Porter that has first round talent that I've seen linked to them. And I mean, would I love for them to go for a three because they kind of need that over the two. Um, but here in the first round, just out the lottery, just take the B- BPA and move on. I will say apparently hero did have a great workout for them. They were mm-hmm. impressed. I don't like his fit there though. Yeah. Hero is impressing everybody. I like, think he l- lines up too much with Canard. Yeah. Canard. So I, I don't think, and he's, I think Kennard's a better shot maker, like I, shot creator for himself. So I would agree. That's the thing that I, I think well, doesn't line up with it. No, I actually, I take it back. I really? think Hero, I think Hero's a better creator. I think Kennard's a more consistent shooter. Okay. I mean, we're, we're bragging about Hero shooting and the dude shot 33% in college from three. Like, can we just, like, we are hyping him up more than he's worth. Kennard True, had he's playing, if he's playing with a, po- you know, point forward Blake Griffin, he might be wide open. Could be, could be. I'm just saying Kennard had a, a really great time in college and it's translated over to the pros he looks like he's going to be there for you know more than a decade, mm-hmm. shooting a great percentage. So I don't know that I would take a stab at a similar player, perhaps, in Tyler Hero. For sure. With uh, worse defensive ability. Let's move on to the next pick, uh, unless we have anything more to say no. about the Pistons. Uh, Magic, I haven't gone with Nikki Alexander-Walker. Apparently they love him. Uh, you know He could fit that one. He could fit that two. Um, kind of a hybrid guard. I'm not sure if they're going to keep Evan Fournier. I think it's a, a clearly obvious pick. Just go with the kid. I think, I think he's a very smart player. I think he can shoot from the outside. I think he can play great defense. I think he's an awesome pick for, and, and fit for the Magic. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I think they're looking combo guard in mind as well. Um, Romeo Langford, someone who can come mm-hmm. off the bench for them, develop that shooting stroke over time, and just be someone who can take the offense over when he needs to because they've got great you know, defenders at the three, at the five. Uh, Aaron Gordon's working on his end uh, to be a better defender. Actually, he was a pretty good defender last year as well. Um, but I just look at that team and I'm going, you need someone who can be a backup plan for the two guard, like you said, Evan Fournier has got a fairly large contract, but there's only a couple of years left on it. 
you've got the, the mystery box in Mark Elfold, too. I will refuse to fall out of love. <laughs> um, so I'm going for give him potentially a shooting guard in the future who can not only make great shots, but also create for himself. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, too, is even if Markel doesn't bounce back, mm-hmm. Nikiel will still be there, and he doesn't need Markel to be great. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing yep. with him that intrigues me. You're going left field here, yeah. though. I mean, I don't think it's left field. From what I've <laughs> seen, the Nikhil was going to be the pick for me, but the Pistons took him. So at this point, it's like Romeo... Personally, I have my questions about Romeo, yeah. so it's like yeah. I moved on. Why do you have him from taking him. a big ass player? The reason why I have More him is centers. so Kevin Jelly has been. They've worked him out. There's rumors are the Magic really like him, and Kevin Jelly is rising up draft boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I feel like there's going to be there's a possibility that there could be someone from the first round, like a two guard or maybe a three, that falls into that early second that the Magic could package together some seconds yeah. and say we're going to make a run and actually i do have a trade like that in the second round when we get there someone who fell out of the first that the magic are going to go up and take yep so with this it's kind of like instead of going for romeo who i have questions with go with cabin jelly who the magic <laughs> but, also i mean do going, with, your going with going with a 610 mm-hmm. you know uh 610 and a quarter power or six ten and a half center. power forward with the seven three wingspan screams john hammond Without a doubt. I mean, it, it, like, it screams classic buck move, go with the mm-hmm. wingspan. Yep. But they just went Mo Bamba. They just went with Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. Where the hell does he fit? And Aaron Gordon's still on the team, and he has an extremely cheap contract. And you still have Ken Birch, who they really like. He was a great player off the bench. He's developed pretty well in the G League. Like, he's a guy they've built up. And you still have Vucci Main. Like, what? Come well, on. Well, Vucci, they got to resign. That's the thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you've got them space. with, like, five centers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it's... I and more of it, like you say, yeah, they got Vusi. I think Vusi's going to get a contract with somebody else. I don't think he's on the magic. Yeah. Um, so, so that's another reason of why I was like, hey, let's go with Kevin Jelly here I, and pick someone else in the. I second. think a guard is such a necessity for them that yeah. I don't think they pass it up. But fuck, I mean, mm-hmm. if they if they went with Kevin Jelly, it would scream magic. So I just mm-hmm. I think they wrong. need outside shooting so badly yeah, to help space that offense. Yeah. So let's move now to the next player, uh, next team. That's uh, the Hawks for Ricky. That is. The Hawks, Hawks for, for Dave, me. and yep. it's the Hawks for me. Uh, we all have the Hawks staying here. I had him originally having Bull Bull before the AD trade happened. The AD trade happened. I have him now going Brandon Clark to add some defense there, uh, add some wing help as well. I have them earlier going with uh, Jarrett Culver, who I think will play the 2-3. I think Clark can play more of the 3-4. He'll probably transition uh, Collins more to the 5. Deadman still needs to be resigned, but if mm-hmm. he does, you could still play him at the five, Collins at the four, Clark at the five, Culver at the two, Young at the one. I still think that you can add some versatility here. It's not a big per se, but I don't think there's a big on the board to be taken, so go with the best player available and the best defensive player in Brandon Clark. Yeah, no, I, I like I like the fit there. I'm not sure what the lineup will look like, but it'll be interesting, and you got the time to work with him to develop his shot over time. For me, I just ended up going with best big available. Jackson Ace, which I know I don't love the fit there. Yes, he's a five. Yes, he, you know, rim protector, complimentary to John Collins. But they really are uh, trying to space out that offense as much as possible, and they want their fives to take shots. That's why Dwayne Dedman's developed a three-point shot, uh, which has been awesome for them. And I think that adds a lot of value. So I think Jackson Hayes is a take here, but you're also hoping that, you know, as raw as he is, that he Mm -hmm. can work on that shot, and you can really coach him up to be able to, be a stretch five in the future you know he's not gonna be brooke lopez overnight but like there's hope that you know his shot could develop and 
I was I was leaning Goga here. I was gonna be honest. I was with gonna you. ask. I, mean, I was he leaning, can shoot the three. I know. I was leaning Goga, but I was just afraid about the foot speed uh, between John Collins and him together. I think Jackson Hayes is a better rim protector, and that's that's where I that's what decided it for me. I was just trying to give them a, a, a smidge of defense near the rim. My guy Goga shooting thirteen to seventeen from the line. It's five of six from three. Duke can stroke Look, it. I get here. The thing is, he might not be as as quick as you're, you're talking about, but I think he's still mentally, defensively can be locked in. So he might not be a great rim protector yep. per se. He might not be a, an elite player, but I think he could be a good enough defender. If, if I'm yeah. in that spot, I would go. It was very I would go close Goga for me. over Hayes, but that's yeah. just me. Shocker, and I did I'd go, go Goga, and I did go Goga. Oh, nice. Um, with the Hawks, and I wanted to put Bruno here, um, and the only reason I did was because from what I'm hearing um, and seeing online is that the Hawks really like Bruno Fernandez or mm. Bruno Fernando. Nope, um, he's Fernandez. Too. <laughs> Fernandez. Yep. Um, he is the one that they like. My question is, if Goga's there, how could you take Bruno over a Goga, even over a Jackson Hayes at seventeen, even if they have the seventeenth pick? So for me, it was one of those like oh, I really want to go with what I see and what I'm hearing that they like. Um, but even with Goga, I know that it's not that true rim protector. Um, and if they're trying to go that Golden State style, space it out, have a rim protector down low for the guys that are going to drive in. But I still love what Goga can do offensively yep. to where I feel like Jackson Hayes is just a little bit too raw to me for me to pull that trigger and have him be a Hawk. Potentially, yeah. I do uh, want to give a shout-out to M. Dempsey 8. Hawk's going to take Cabangeli there to get a big that can shoot. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. I've just heard stronger rumors from other teams about their attachment to him. Uh, Ricky had him going off the board already, yep. so that was his. Sean, do you see anything there? Uh, think that could be a good fit? With the shooting big, it was addressed earlier with uh, Bull Bull, but that obviously isn't a, a thing, but I ended up addressing it later um, in my mock. Uh, so that's the reason why I didn't go with it. And I think they're going to resign Deadman. So I think that's why yeah. I think they'll wait. I think they'll wait to try to develop a player, um, especially one of the guys that they get later on in the draft. Cool. Um, so I, I don't think that right now, I, I'm not big on Cobb and Jolly. Yeah, so that's I, why I don't have him going. I don't think going. any of us were really think, big on him. It's just there, there's been a wave of he's been impressing teams. Mm-hmm. So we have to respect that and raise him up our boards. I think that Brandon Clark, I would rather develop Brandon Clark than I would Cabin Jolly. So I'd rather go Brandon Clark. Cool. So. Let's move to the next team. Pacers, I haven't taken Tyler Hero. Maybe it's just because uh, Indiana has great white shooters. Boom. Uh, That's about it. But, I mean, like, hey, if you're losing Boyan, you're going to need to address some shooting, and he's he's there, and he's clearly a great shooter. If you're not able to sign Boyan back, oh, well. But if you do, you have him, Doug McDermott, Boyan, and just surrounding, you know, Victor Oladipo with great players. You're surrounding those bigs like Turner and Sabonis with uh, great shooters. I think that just makes sense for them. Yeah, I like, I'd like to believe he can also be a decent bench runner for them. You know, losing Reek and, well, let's be honest, Reek never showed up in Indy. Um, you know, let's, yeah, sorry. I had them going P.J. Washington here. I think they're trying to add in a 3-4 uh, who can space. I think that, you know, I, I'm hoping Boyan resigns. I'm hoping that they find some way to keep Miles Turner as well as DeMontis Sabonis, but he'd be a nice spacing piece out there with either one of those two big guys, which would really help them because they really struggle to get the lineups out there with them together. So I think that PJ would be a nice complimentary piece to either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, with me, I just went with the best two guard, and that was um, Romeo, where originally I didn't have him there, but it was... Why do you think two guard? 
For me, it was just one where you're not going to have Oladipo for the beginning of the season. You're not going to have Reek, obviously, to where you're going to need someone to play that position. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, Romeo, too, is also a guy that I feel like when Vic comes back, they could possibly have rotations where you can even play them out there at the same time and not have one being that ball dominant um, over the other. My only question is, and this is me starting to think about it, obviously, after we say it, Mm -hmm. is there are going to be some Pacer fans, I think, that really want Tyler Hero there. Oh, yeah. Um, Because from what I'm thinking, and I could be wrong, that he is a hometown guy um, from Indiana. That's where something where I almost was like, oh, I'm going to switch him and Clark. But then if Brandon Clark's available, I don't think Brandon Clark makes it um, to the Celtics at 20. So it's going to be a rough kind of pick if the Celtics do end up keeping all three of their picks. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move to the next one. We got the uh, Spurs at 19. I have them going with Ray Hachimura. Um, somewhat BPA, but also he's not a great sh- shooter, which immediately just is like Spurs. <laughs> um, but also I think that he is enough of a developmental project, and if I want him to be in a place to learn how to play basketball correctly, yep. it's under Greg Popovich. So I think this is the best spot for him, I think, right. for him to grow and, and learn. And they do need a, a wing. He's a great slasher, and I think you're going to lose that in Rudy Gay, and I don't know if he's going to resign. Um, but if he doesn't, you're going to add that with Rui Hachimura. I think that he can play right away because yep. um, physically he's there, and I yes. think that he might not be all there mentally to process the game, but I think that he can at least physically still be there. So I think that Hachimura would be the best pick for them. Uh, I've been talking to a, 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 son, a Spurs fan on Twitter. Um, I cannot pronounce his name, but he knows who he is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> shout out to you, buddy. Uh, it, it's, it's after a Canadian's hockey player. Uh, and I just I, I can't say it. Yep. Um, he's been saying Feibel is, is the pick there for the Spurs at 19, but I think that's a bit of a reach, but that's just me personally. Yep. I, I, I like the idea. Rui's off the board for me, though. I am going Goga here. I'm going Euro. I'm going big. You need someone. They did get a piece last year from the trade with DeMar DeRozan, uh, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. It's Jakopertl. Thank you, boys. Um, but... You know, he, he was bad, and then he got slightly less bad, but he's still not good enough for me to say, like, that's a lock at their five for the future. So I'm taking Goga here. I'm taking someone who's performed excellently on the Euro stage, someone who has the pedigree to step over to the NBA and be able to contribute and has a lot of upside. Portal was international via Utah, right? Where he was an international went player, went to Utah, and then got drafted. I'm not sure where right? he started his career at, to be okay. honest. Who? Yaka. Wasn't Utah. Yaka, yeah, yeah, I know, but Utah, before that, he, he was, wasn't an American-born player, I don't think. No, right? I think he's... Uh, yeah. Is That's what I was asking, if he was an yeah. internationally-born player, but then went to He's internationally-born, but he start. No, yeah, Austria. He's Austri- yeah. Austrian. Um, yeah, for me, it was... I'm going almost the same route as Dave, just a little bit different of... I'm going Luka Semenek only because, A, it's the international thing that the Spurs like to do, and number two, they've worked him out. Yep. Um, and from what I saw, they really were positive on the workouts. The only one that uh, I thought was weird, and maybe it's because they don't think he's going to fall to them, but mm-hmm. uh, the Mavs not working out Luka. Can't have the Luka-Luka Can't connection Luka, Luka. in Dallas. Well, yeah, yeah, that'd be too much, <laughs> too many euros. But yeah, I just they really like the Luka workout. Um, he's there at 19. He fits a need for them, and he's international. That's usually what the Spurs do. Cool. All right, and this is coming from... Tim Bontemps uh, from ESPN. He's an NBA writer. Mm-hmm. Um, prior stops were uh, Washington Post and, and uh, New York Post. Oh. Uh, he said this is the full uh, trade. 
uh, and picks, at least. Uh, the Pelicans will get the number fourth pick in 2019. A top eight protected in 2021 becomes unprotected in 2022. Unprotected swap in 2023. Unprotected first in 2024. And an unprotected swap in 2025. So that's, Holy uh, cow. A lot of picks. <laughs> that's so. uh, balancing the other way now. Yeah. Griff, you the hero, so man. So one, two, three, four, five picks. A lot of picks. Griff, well done. Shout out Griff. Um, For one year guarantee of Anthony Davis. That's insane. Uh, let's move on to the next one, and that's uh, Keldon Johnson at, at, at the Celtics at 20. Uh, you guys also, you want to talk about the prospects that you have there? Um, we obviously talked about the trades. You have Tyler Hero going there, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know Eric will be will be happy, and you have the Pistons going Casey Akpala. Talk about those prospects. Ricky, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll let you stick with the uh, I mean, with Celtics. Tyler Hero to the Celtics, it was just one where he really impressed them at the workout. So I'm like, if he's there at 20, they're going to take him. If they keep all of the picks, which all of my Celtic picks have been guys that on Twitter or on blogs I've seen where, hey, they're really high on these guys. Um, and that's what the Celtics do. They like a guy, they take him, fit be damned, um, and they make it fit no matter what. Fair enough. All right, let's go to the last uh, no, that's it. That, that's it. For that's the, it. So 11 through 20. See, here's the one thing that we could say, and we'll take mm-hmm. a little bit of a break here, because usually yeah. when we're doing can, these... Can I go pee then? Because I've had to go, and I know Uh-oh. we're going to have to move the camera, but like... <laughs> Ricky, that's your call. This is... I, here, here's the thing. You're the one that's got to get to work in here's the thing. 45 minutes. Yeah, here's the yep. thing is usually we get a break. Yep. Usually we get to stop, and I feel like we're losing our steam a little bit, Yep. and we're doing a live stream, so we're yep. trying to keep it up, but usually we have the ability to take a breath. Okay. Um, Thank you, sir. So we'll take a small break here. If you, you guys have any questions, yeah, if you have any questions for Ricky and I, uh, let us know. Um, it's bold. It's the first ever pee break I think we've had on a on a live stream, right? And this is why a new studio. Pitch the new studio. Oh, Ricky's saying pitch the new studio because he's off mic. Um, I know Jake just posted it, so the shout out to Jake. He ch- posted patreon.com slash most about podcast. Um, we're trying to move out of this studio. I don't know what that studio is going to do for us, though, at least in the a pee break situation. camera is not going to be in front of the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Dave could at least freely move. Yeah. Um, like, so- ideally, how I would want it is, so if you guys listen to the podcast, I have no shame. Um, I'm a huge fan of Kind of Funny. And what they do, because they don't have their camera in front of the door, is, for example... If Dave needed to pee, he could just, hey, I'm going to get up and pee while the podcast is going on, and you and I can continue the conversation, and he can just come back whenever he's done. I think this is a great question from Live Penday. He said, how come Reddish gets excused for his college performance but not Langford? What do you think about that? Um, That's a good question. Is it because – I think it might be because Reddish was playing next to Zion and RJ. So maybe it's that excuse of like, well, yeah his production went down because he was playing with two great players. Whereas Romeo was the guy in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it, what I think. I think it's less about that. I think it's more about what they showed and Langford is, and it's, it's more about the positions. There is a, a, a more interesting need for the three, I mean, the, the position that Cam Reddish plays um, for him to be a guy that can shoot and play three and D uh, mm-hmm. basketball, be able to shoot from the outside and play high level defense. And he showed the athleticism, and he didn't hit at a superior rate from three, but he shot a decent enough rate from mm-hmm. three that's that's you know kind of projectable to the NBA. Yeah, and his to go with it, he played great defense. Where Langford, he's playing the two rather than the three, so mm-hmm. that immediately takes him down. And all they had, they had similar performances. I think that's the biggest separator mm-hmm. from them. It's the size that Cam Reddish has, his ability to guard two through four, where. Mm-hmm. 
Langford's limited in what he can guard defensively. He is still a decent defender, yeah. but I think he's limited in who he can guard, where I don't see that in Cam Reddish. Yeah, and I mean, plus the potential for Cam Reddish is just more than Romeo. Um, and when you have that, when you have more potential, you're going to get, it's exactly like um, what Katie's Achilles said in the um, chat, is he has more excuses Radish has more potential. When you have more potential, we're going to excuse you a little bit because we're hoping that you're going to live up to that high potential that we see from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is from uh, White Kong 89. Mm-hmm. So just during the live stream, so I don't know if this was answered or not. Do you think the Pelicans draft a player at four? And if so, how? Or is that pick traded? So what we have is most of us have the Hawks and the Pelicans making a deal. Um, I mainly have that because the Pelicans can then get two guys instead of one, and the Hawks could get Jarrett Culver. Um, so that's yeah. what I am kind of thinking when it's or the you can get them Pelicans. After you finish your thought. Well, that's why I'd go Pelicans and mm-hmm. Hawks, because of they get two picks, Hawks get Jarrett Culver. Cool. All right, and uh, here's one from Katie's Achilles. He said, who's this year's Pascal Siakam? I think if I had to answer, I'd say probably Casey Akpala. If we're talking about guys, you can come in, Dave. You're, we, we're, you're sure welcome. You're welcomed into your own like, podcast. I got the ability to get in here. But, sure, you know. I'm going to ask you a question to go along with that because yeah. I did this on the draft prediction. Who is your Jerome Robertson? Uh, Jerome Robinson. You remember his name? You're, you're, basically, you're the who's fuck? the guy who's the second round? Who's the Papa John's? The second guy. Is so we don't know the guy that's, that's going to go too high. high. I don't know that Jerome Robinson is. Oh, okay. No. Without a doubt. Common Jolly. Yeah. Common Jolly or Grant Williams? I don't okay. understand the whole Grant Williams shit. Uh, Sam Venici wrote up an article that like highly yeah. praised Grant Williams. Uh, the Draft Express guys were doing it too. The Stephen loves him too. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. A six eight guy who cannot shoot from the outside, and yes, he could probably be a decent post passer. Yep. I, I I don't see him being a top end player, and this is probably going to come and bite me in the ass. But I I don't see it. He's got a unique size for his skill set, and that's sort of the problem. Like, uh-huh. had he been you know a bit bigger on height end, great. A little bit longer, great. But unfortunately, he's not, and where he's most successful is the low post, and he's not going to be able to do as much bullying around as he was in college. Great leader, great uh, intangibles. You know, he's a guy you want in the locker room. He's a good leader. You know, he plays good defense, but at the same time, you just have to question about his offensive skill set at the NBA level. How well can that transition, really? Um, people are seeing Nas Reed uh, being a, a first-round talent that goes in the second round. Yeah. Uh, just wait. I don't Nick have, Claxton? I, I like yeah, that one. Yeah, Claxton, too. Uh, Claxton came out of nowhere, kind of similar to Robinson. Um, I didn't really have him on my radar too much, and then he started popping on radars. I watched him a little bit. I understand some of it, but he's not a, He's not better than Gafford. You can't convince me that he's better than Daniel Gafford. It's the supposed ball-handling, mm-hmm. facilitating skills that he has that's intriguing people because everybody now wants to find your boy, big honey, Nikola Jokic. They want to have a center who can yeah. pass the ball. And, Maybe and, not at the level of him because he is extraordinary and he is uh, very unique. But if you have that ability to facilitate, that is a big old asterisk that you're able to do that not many people can do right now when you're seven feet tall. Yeah, Eric, and then Katie said Eric Peschkal is apparently climbing boards. He's been up and down throughout this whole year, mm-hmm. um, so he's, he's kind of iffy. Uh, yep. Let's move now to 21 through 30. Uh, Ricky, start us off. So starting us off at 21, I have a trade The I almost did the NFL um, noise, but it's not that. Um, the Thunder are going to make a trade with the Bulls, where the Thunder are going to get Chris Dunn and Denzel Valentine. 
and the Bulls are going to get Dennis Schroeder and the 21th overall pick. Thunder, 21th. 21st overall pick. Um, <laughs> this is a trade because the Thunder are apparently trying to shop this pick um, very hard because they want to relieve cap um, and not have to make a pick at 21. I've seen the 76ers are rumored to make a trade here. I saw online um, the, I think it was the Windy City or either um, Pippin, Pippin Ain't Easy mm-hmm. had this trade, and I loved it on both sides, so I did it. Bulls are going to take Lewis King um, at 21, a guy they really liked work out, worked out twice this year. Celtics at 22 go Nasir Little. The Jazz go at Grant Williams, forward out of Tennessee. Um, 76ers go with... Dylan Windler, um, guard out of Belmont at 24. Trailblazers go Lugans Dort, guard out of ASU at 25. Then 26, Cavs via the Rockets go with Jackson Hayes, center out of Texas. The Nets via the Nuggets at 27 go with Nicholas Claxton, um, center out of Georgia. Then the 76ers and the Warriors are making a trade where the Warriors are going to get the 33rd overall pick mm-hmm. and the 42nd overall pick. So two second rounders yep. for that 28th. Um, 76ers then take Cam Johnson with that pick. Spurs are then going to go with Chuma Okiki, forward out of Auburn. And then at 30, the Bucks are going to go Ty Jerome, guard out of Virginia. That Thunder one's interesting to me just because they're getting trash, and that is offense to Denzel Valentine. Ooh, they um, are... The whole reason they it's make cap. that is to relieve mm-hmm. cap. I I just don't I think that hurts them a lot. I think they really need players to help them. And I think that was very clear. Chris Dunn can help off the bench. I think they need actual offensive help. They didn't once Russ and Paul George were out of the lineup, it stopped. Mm-hmm. That whole yeah. offense stopped. So I, I think that they need to find cap space and cap relief in a different way. In a so. J.R. Smith way, perhaps. In a J.R. Smith way, perhaps. If you're talking mm-hmm. cap relief. Possibly. That one could be interesting. Um, let's now move to the next one, though, Dave. Sure. Uh, 21, I've got the Thunder going Kelton Johnson. Adding that space and shooting, maybe. Uh, at 22, Celtics going Cavangali. Here, I've heard a lot about that, so going to stick with the rumor mill early on. Uh, at 23, I've got the Jazz going Luka Samanek. He, good fit in my mind. 24, I've got the 76ers taking Tyler Hero, your little JJ replacement on a silver platter. At 25, I've got the Blazers going Lugan Stork, purely rumor mill. At 26, I've got the Cavs going Darius Baisley, high upside. At 27, I've got the Nets taking Nick Claxton. At 28, I've got the Warriors going Cam Johnson. At 29, I've got the Spurs going Matisse Thibel, as Sean mentioned in the rumor earlier. And at 30, I've got the Bucks going Chuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and no trades there. Uh, what uh, Dort stuff did you hear? Uh, a lot of the a lot of the workout information I've heard mm-hmm. is that the Blazers really like him, which they're not afraid to take multiple stabs because last year we know they took Anthony Simmons, Gary. Uh, I'm sorry, not Gary. Gary um, Trent Trent Jr. Yeah, Gary Trent yep. Jr. So like last year they went double, and then think about what they did in free agent or during the year they picked up Hood and they picked up Seth Curry. It's mm-hmm. so, like they're just adding two guards left and right. It seems like. But I still see them. And Dort's a guy who I loved early in the year. Yeah, his shooting did. went to shit. His on-ball defense is very good, though. So if you can work with him to be a better shot uh, creator, uh, learn a little bit about you know the options of you know when not to shoot. And uh, he's got upside. He's got defensive upside. That you know defensively at this point in the draft, good take. I think. Yeah, I, I think it'd be. Uh, I wouldn't take him here, but yeah, you know, I, he's, I think he screams second round talent to me. A bit of a stretch. Um, I have him going fairly close to that that range, but 
I don't know. I, I think you're. I think you're, I think. I think the Blazers need I, help other at other places. Yes. I think they've loaded up so much on guard talent. Well, you need to go somewhere else. And that's where I'll come in. Twenty one. Yep. I have the Thunder going Kevin Porter Jr. Um, go away from the Nazarene thing. I think that they need, do need offense though, and that yeah. kid screams offense. That kid also screams athleticism, pure athleticism. And what have they fucking done every single time? <laughs> they've gone after pure athletes. We so like raw athletes. I'm gonna if you go, see a little was available. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna go Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, then with 22 Trailblazers via the Celtics, I have Portland receiving the 22nd, Boston receiving the 25th, and the Heat's 2021 first rounder, uh, 2021 second rounder. I'm sorry. So. They get what we possibly think could be a high second-round pick um, in 2021. We all talk about the Heat first-rounder first that's unprotected uh, that the Clippers have. I possibly think that they might be interested in the second-rounder of the Celtics. They only move back three spots, and the Blazers come up and take Darius Baisley. So a guy that is similar to a mold of Evan Turner, a mm-hmm. three-slash-four that can handle the ball, I think that's where they need to attack. Um, I think that he's also a very high-potential guy similar to Anthony Simmons. They have dealt with that transition last year. They know what worked for Anthony Simmons. They know what didn't. And now they could take that shot again. And this is a five-star recruit. I think that, you know, it'd be kind of dumb not to go after and try to take him. They can ease him in, and they could, you know, take their time with him. And I think that Baisley would be a very nice fit for that team. And I think that's what they exactly need. They don't need a guy like a Grant Williams right now. They need a guy that they can kind of develop because, hey, maybe CJ leaves or something like that. Maybe we need to develop some of these younger stars. And they're taking shots late in the you know first to get those younger stars like an Anthony Simmons and like a Darius Baisley so I think that's what they need to do uh and, and that's the their, their goal I think uh, or at least what it should be um then at 23 I have the Jazz taking Luma Sam- Luka Samanich um I think that he can be an interesting player for them and again they don't really need a ton of players right now um they definitely need players to develop but at that position, they don't need players right now. They do have Joe Ingles, um, and I think that uh, Luca can be can learn a lot from at least playing in that role, playing in that uh, in that system as well, having uh, former international players around him as well, like Gobert and uh, Ingles. So I think that would be something that'd be uh, big for him too. Then at twenty four. Jake wanted me to will it to existence, and I, I do like the fit. So I have Matisse Thybul going to the 76ers. Um, and I think something that is interesting, too, is he's a very good free-throw shooter, and he's got a decent stroke. It's just kind of mm-hmm. slow. But if you're playing with Ben Simmons, you're playing with Joel Embiid, they're kicking it out to you. He could be really great. I think he could be a decent three-point shooter, and we already know about his defense. So I, I think that uh, Thybul could be a really good fit with the Sixers. Then at 25, this is a, the Blazers trade coming back again. Uh, I have the Celtics taking Talon Horton Tucker. Um, so maybe you might be asking, well, why do the, the Blazers move back when they could possibly take Horton Tucker here? But I think if the Celtics were there, they would take Horton Tucker anyways at 22. So the Celtics move back, and the Blazers get a player that I think better fits their system, or at least better fits their needs in the three. And at 26, I have the 76ers moving back in with the Cavs. The Cavs get the 33rd and 34th picks. The 76ers get the 26 picks. And the Sixers at 26 take Mifundu Kabanjali out of Florida State. We talked about them possibly needing a backup big. Well, you get a guy that's very raw, can be a very good shot blocker. And let's see. You know, let's look at what Joel Embiid did with his body and his growth. And I think learning from a guy like that could be huge from Kabanjali. They're kind of in similar molds, at least. You know, mm-hmm. Jolly is a little bit smaller. Uh, than than Joel is, but I think he needs to add on a little bit muscle. But they might be able to play similar roles, and I, I think that if we're talking about backups, I think Cavanjali could be a very interesting fit for yeah. the Sixers. I don't know if he'll be great, but we'll see. And then at 27, I have the Bulls trading in with the Nets. The Bulls get the 27th pick. The Nets get the 36th and 38th picks. Uh, and the Bulls come up and take Grant Williams, a guy that's been coming a, a late darling recently. Then at 28, I have the Warriors taking Chuma Okeke. 
hey, ACL bros, you know? Tear your ACL. You're going to be rehabbing (laughs) with Clay and and, and KD, and that's a pretty sweet deal, I think, for Chuma. Uh, Let's now move to 29. Spurs take Daniel Gafford. I, I love him. He was a former lotto pick. I don't think he's gotten that much worse. I think that he's definitely... He just uh, didn't get better enough. That's that's true, but I think if the rumors are true that they're trying to look to move either LaMarcus or DeMar, yeah. DeMar I think that adding someone who's that athletic could be very important to this team. I think they do just need to add some speed. And they did lose Paul Gasol, and I think that he could be a guy that at least can come off the bench and you know, protect the rim and, and roll the bucket a little bit and, and maybe get out of that just mid-range game and attack the basket and possibly open up a little bit more for them. Uh, then at 30, have the Bucks taking Cam Johnson. So those are our picks. Where do you guys want to start? Yeah, from I, the top. All right, top down again. Let's start with start with the thunder. Uh, what, what are you guys thoughts there? Well, I mean, the whole thing with the thunder is the question is who's going to be their trade partner because I think it's something like yes, this pick is going to be moved. It's just who's who's going to be the one to want to jump up to twenty one. Like um, the reason what I threw the seventy sixers out there is from what I hear and why I did it in mine. I had to have the Warriors be the trade partner. Um, because I wanted that Bulls trade in there, is apparently, from what I see online, they've promised Dylan Windler at 24, but want to try to add a pick to add Cam Johnson as well in order to get Cam Johnson and Dylan Windler on that Sixers team. But, like, there's other trades that I've seen with the Thunder. Could it be the Cavs for J.R. Smith? Could it be... um, may, I don't know if the Spurs... The Spurs and DeMar DeRozan doesn't make sense because you're not really freeing up that cap but yet again are they going to do like what i did in mine hey we're going to use the pick to even try to move dennis schroeder to free up that cap space to try to get under the luxury tax because that's their main goal is to get under that level that threshold I, what is, did i pronounce chuma's last name wrong okiki you might have said kk i don't know did i Mm. Oh. I point. thought I, I didn't only think I took a shot at pronouncing his last name. So that's why I was surprised when Katie's Achilles popped in. Um, oh. I don't even have them moving that pick. I, I think that if they land someone like Kelton Johnson here on my board, I, I am happy because he's someone who three and D put him on the wing. You have someone who can defend, who can shoot. Uh, he's got all the energy, all the toughness set up. This man will not mm-hmm. like let off his. He is intense all the time. He's exactly what they're looking for. They've got a couple of young players I know who are already great athletes who are developing basketball skills. He's someone who can add a shot out there, who can add that spacing. Um, am I concerned about the luxury tax? No. I don't I, mean, I don't give a hoot. But for me, it's not a necessarily like... I mean, I know you're not, but Presti is. And it, I've even seen it could be something where no players are involved and they just get second rounders because second rounders are cheaper than those first round talents. I yeah. think the pick is moving no matter what. I don't think they sit there. Would I, would I be shocked? No, but I don't know if it's going to be. It, when the money's in the line and you're looking between Kevin Porter Jr. and then like, oh, hey, maybe we could take Dylan Windler. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather take the shot at Kevin Porter Jr. and swallow that pill and possibly look to move some of the older guys on these rookie deals that might not have panned out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe you clean out some of the garbage on that team and just at least be able to get a fresh breath on that bench. I think that's what you need to do rather than, you know, just trading and, you know, just giving up just, nothing for a guy that could possibly really help your your, your team and, and like a Kevin Porter Jr. or a, a Keldon Johnson. That's that's the problem that I have. I'm my, not saying that you're wrong yeah. at all, Ricky, because it definitely would be possible there, if it happens, yeah. I would be shocked. But yeah, there, there's definitely value to clearing out that space, but I'm sorry, running it back with the same team, basically, wh- what do you expect to happen differently? Yeah, like 
like Roberson making 10.7 mil, like that's too much. Uh, Schroeder making 15.5, that's too much, and that's why you moved him, Ricky. Uh, Adams making 25.8 mil, that's way too much. Uh, Pat Patterson making 5.7, that's way mm-hmm. too much. Like you need to clear some of that space out too, and and that's that's the biggest thing in my mind. Yeah. So now that'll be interesting to see on draft night. You mm-hmm. think it? You think it's a draft night deal though, for sure? Yes, it's, I do. It's going to be made on draft night. I would lean more towards picks. Someone like the 76ers with more than one yeah, they have second. A lot of capital. Or like the Hawks being like, hey, we're going to package two seconds together and give you that. Or I'm going to package a second and future seconds um, to try to move up for that 21st. I don't think the Thunder. I would say maybe 0.01% they make the pick at 21 for themselves. Yep. Yeah, we already have some movement already. We talked a little bit about the Celtics uh, with this, but Dave, you don't have them moving. You have to take Cobb and Jolly. How do you like yep. that fit? Uh, I absolutely love it. I know they went and took the Time Lord last year. A different type of player, though. Uh, different skill set. Cobb and Jolly adds the ability to add that shot, that mid-range, potentially a long range over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got good size, good length. I think he can come in and be effective. It, it was all up, up to the question of how do they work with their spacing, with their fives, Aaron Baines, long-term answer, or is he going to cash out? You know, yeah. what are you Well, he, going... he accepted that option. Yeah, yeah. so but it's just going forward. Like, mm-hmm. with that young core, if you're in the young core mode, or are you in the, we're going now? And I think yeah. that Kamigali ends up in the now crew, where he can help out sooner rather than later. I think, Ricky, too, with your, your pick of Nasir Little, we don't have to dive into it too yeah. much. I mean, it makes sense. Long wingspan, athletic guy. They can take time to develop him. He doesn't like, need to play right away. Um, and then with mine, the, the, the Baisley thing, how do you like that, Dave and Ricky? What are your thoughts on Baisley going to the Trailblazers? I mean, I don't hate it. I just, with me, when it was the Trailblazers, I am on board. I was seeing everything that Dave said of, like, they really like Lugans Dort. Yeah. So, like, that's why I didn't make I didn't make that move because... Dort was going to be available to them at 25. Yeah, potentially Dort's available early in the second and they trade up for it. Uh, but I, I just I don't see Baisley being a fit timeline-wise for them. I think they've got three guys who they, potentially four, uh, who they really like and who had great playoff success. So they're going to run it back and take a shot right now when the West is so susceptible and up for grabs. And uh, i got to throw this out there too because mm-hmm. chat has been popping off since you brought up Denzel Valentine. Kyle Craig said, Valentine is one of those guys who are decent in college and trash in the league. Katie's Achilles said, super trash. And then Kyle said, mm-hmm. a very poor man's KD. And now they're just adding well, how poor <laughs> he is. Uh, my favorite is, uh, where is it? Uh, sucked, spending 12 hours like... in the PS4 at Walmart kind of dream on. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'll be honest. Yeah. I loved Denzel coming out of, <laughs> yeah, you did. Out of Michigan State. Um, and how he's kind of progressed in the league, I can't, I, I really hate it because I liked him at Michigan State. Buying clearance games at GameStop <laughs> for your PSP kind of Draymond shows up one. at Toys R Us in 2019 type Draymond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where's the other one too? Uh, where is it? Uh, uh, you're still playing Madden 99 kind of Draymond. That's fantastic. Uh, let's now move to uh, the. We talked about the Blazers, right? Yep, we covered that. You guys, yeah. yep. I mean. With me, it's Lugan Stort. With you, it's Darius Baisley. Yeah. And with David yep. Stort as well. Um, let's move to the Jazz. I, they're interesting just because Rubio's possibly leaving, Favors is possibly leaving. Mm-hmm. What's the strategy for them? Get a four. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's get a four. And for me, the best one that I liked available was Grant Williams. Um, and that's just. You where like I that went in the live it. mock, too. Yeah. Yep. It's just something where I feel like he fits with the Jazz. He'd be good in that locker room. Um, the only question is, do they go with, let's say, a Chuma 
instead of a Grant Williams because they might think differently of Grant than I do. Right. No, I've got him going Luca because he's just the highest rated four on my board. Um, he can provide you some offense. Year one, I think, is a huge upside for them because the Jazz struggled to score last year. You know, defensively, they've got it locked in, but uh, I think that Luca can add a different dimension, slashing and uh, with some spacing. Well, is there any other four that you think could be more interesting that could help them right away? Um, you obviously brought nope. Grant Williams, but at least to Dave, is there any other four that you think could be out there that could help them more quickly than Luca, or do you think Luca can help them quickly? I, I think he can. I think he can step in. He's not a day one starter for you, but I think mm-hmm. he can give you some minutes off bench, be reasonable, and be okay. I think you're looking to free agency if you're mm-hmm. really trying to backfill that spot yeah. as soon as possible. But nah, because I mean, like guys like Clark, Washington, Seku, Rui, um, all those guys are going to go before you. Um, so if you're looking for one of those, to me, you're going to have to make a trade up, which I know they've done in the past. I just don't know if the Jazz do that and everyone else is like Dietrich Lawson, second rounder, Ethan Happ. I don't even know if he gets drafted. Or you be those guys um, who take Jalen in the first round. Basically, Jalen McDaniel's first round he's pick. Got, the problem is he's got the talent. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he's got the talent yeah. on the court. I'm a few. Off the court is the question mark, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't want to touch that. Right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move now to the Sixers. Uh, we, I have a move making two moves. Ricky, you have them making two moves, right? Mm-hmm. Two. I yeah. gotta make them coming one up. Move. Yeah. Um, well, two picks. And yeah, then, uh, two picks. Dave, for... you have them staying pat, right? Yeah, my twenty through thirty is pretty boring. That's why I gave like short explanations. <laughs> gotcha. Well, hero makes sense for the Sixers. Like yeah. you just no, need shooting, just... you just need a backup JJ. Right? I heard you guys like white shooters. Like there you go, <laughs> Dylan Windler, baby. Um, <laughs> And, and Rick, Ricky, you and I had the same idea, mm-hmm. too. Uh, obviously, you went Windler and Cam Johnson. You don't mm-hmm. think that's too much shooting? You know what? I, is, that, is that a thing? I didn't. I don't f- think so. With me, these two picks are from, yet again, what I've seen on Twitter. In this mock, it's a lot different than what I usually do. Of Since the order set, we kind of know guys are working out with here and there. I use this mock as more of like what you say, where I want to be right. So I want Dylan Windler... To the Sixers at 24, I want to know I made that pick right rather than what I would do personally because I'm not the GM. Well, what would you do personally? With me personally, I with, mean— With the way your, your mock's laid out, how would you attack that if you're the Sixers? If it was me personally, I like Windler because I like his shooting. Um, if he was there for the Warriors, I would have taken him um, with Golden State. But, like, with Cam Johnson, it's a thing of, like, I like Cam Johnson. I just don't know if I'd make the move to trade for him. But from what I hear, they want to try to get Windler and Johnson both in the first round. And it looks like from what they want to do is get Windler 24, get Cam Johnson at 21 and make a deal um, with the Thunder because the Sixers have that second round picks to give to the Thunder for cap relief if the Thunder want it. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Good I, idea. And both of them are older players, so it fits, mm-hmm. it fits yeah. their ability to step in and add day one. I'm not too sold on Windler, but... Whatever. I mean, I, I think they need more Kyle defensive Craig, help. We can get Windler at thirty-three or thirty-four, which is true. I, mm-hmm. I have I have him going at thirty-three. So yeah. I think they can wait on Windler trading up. I think it'd be iffy on that. Well, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be trading up for Windler, right? They'd be trading for Johnson. Yeah. So I, I'm still iffy on that. I think both those guys are just kind of a little bit later than twenty-one and twenty-four. I think both those those players would be reached, but. If that's the guys they're going after, we at least understand it because they do need outside shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, now going to the, uh, I guess Blazers again at twenty five. What's the what's the attack there for them? We had we had Dort there. We had so, Dort. Yeah. so it's the same us. thing as earlier. Cool. Uh, Nets at twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I had the Bulls there trading up to get Grant Williams. I think that he. What about twenty six? What about the Cavs? 
Cavs at 26. Oh, cool. I had the Sixers there, so I totally jumped <laughs> out. Yeah, Cavs we got the 26. Cavs at 26. With me, it's My bad. the big man. Um, obviously, they're going to take a center at some point. Um, I feel like this, it, mine it's Jackson Hayes because he fell in many mocks. I've seen it's Cobb and Jelly. could be a Nick Claxton. Yep. With me, it's whatever they get, five and then add pick because I know they're going to add one before 26. This is going to be the one where they go, all right, we're adding our center kind of best one available for them. Mystery box, bitches. Yeah, the fact that Jackson Hayes is 26, that's a, it's a pretty, pretty far drop yeah, for him. I've never been high on Jackson Hayes. Pretty high Yeah, I person, And this is where my personal comes in. I've never been high on Jackson Hayes. Mm. All right. What were you saying, though? Oh, I, I mystery, mystery box. box yeah. Like, get, get, mm. give, me, give me some more of that. We, we took Cam with our five pick, mm-hmm. taking him at 25. 26, I'm sorry, at 26. And you know what? It's it's highest upside available for the Cavs. I, I'm not even concerned with fit. Fit be damned. Doesn't matter. I'm taking guys who have a chance of paying out at the best level. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing with the Cavs that I thought, with and what, the reason why I moved down was, because I had Calvin Jolly going to the Sixers at, at, here at 26. I didn't read too much about the, the them wanting a third first rounder. And mm-hmm. really, I don't know how valuable that first rounder is mm-hmm. for a team that's rebuilding. Right. I'd rather get many shots in this draft than just one singular shot. Yep. Where the Sixers, they want one singular shot because they're trying to add to win now. So that's why Cobb and Jolly fits for them. Yep. Where them moving back, I now have them taking four second rounders, and I think they all get great players that fit needs for them, and they all have decent potential. So that's where I, I have them moving out rather than moving up because I would rather move out and take shots than just get one solo particular guy unless they really do like something. Maybe they, they, they're they going that Hawks route last year where they got uh, Herder, they got um, Spellman, and they got Trey Young. Yeah, Maybe that's what they're thinking, but I'd rather move back and take shots. But that's me personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's sense. move to the next one. Uh, I have the Nets. Uh, I have the Bulls trading up getting Grant Williams. I think he'd be an interesting fit there, just another guy that can kind of move the ball around a bit, can play the three, can play the four. Um, I think he'd help move the ball, and that's really yeah. all Jim Boylan's trying to look to do. So, And, and he's also from a somewhat blue blood program, uh, has been there for a long time, senior leader, just seems like a Bulls pick. See, I, I could see the Bulls making that kind of a deal. Uh, I don't have them trading out. I've got the Nets taking Claxton here. They need a backup center. Ed Davis is too undersized. He's a great energy rebounder, but, you know, we watch it in the playoffs, and when you you just need a backup center. I'll just leave it at that. Claxton's got a ton of upside, been rising up the boards. Uh, this is this is as high as I had him going. Maybe the Cavs would be interesting as well. I could see him going there, but I, I don't see the, the mass appeal. Uh, I hope he surprised me at the NBA level, though. He's got a lot to grow, which I think is a big thing, so mm. timeline will be interesting. And the thing I wanted to throw out there because I wanted to find the source for you was um, with the Cleveland thing. It was Cleveland.com's Chris Fedor who reported it that Gilbert has given Cavs front office the ultimate green light to be aggressive in trying to acquire more draft assets, even with that likely adding mm. more salary as it would likely well, be coupled with adding bad contracts from other teams. Okay, so that that that's what indicates first round. Mm-hmm. But saying more capital and more picks doesn't mean first round necessarily. Yeah, or but this year even. That's mm-hmm. true. That's that's a good point as well. Um, but yeah, with the with the Nets, what do you have them going with? Richard? With me, I originally had them go with oh who did I have it because I changed it because of the ED. Oh, I originally had them go with Chuma. Um, but it was one of those things where I, I think I kind of have a feeling that Claxton is going to be a first round pick, love yep. it or hate it. Yep. And I feel like the Nets, I originally had him at 31. Nets are going to say, well, we can't take a chance of him not being there. They go at Claxton at 27. The only bad thing is Chuma then goes to the Spurs so they don't get Chuma 
at 31 and have to get somebody else. You and me are pretty similar on that. Here's, mm-hmm. here's one thing. with Let's go back to the Sixers because I don't think it's it's too necessary. Uh, Kyle Craig says, give us Carson and Cam Johnson. What do you think about Carson Edwards going in the first round? Carson Edwards, I don't think he'll go in the first round. Um, if the 76ers don't make a move with the Thunder for that pick... I could see Carson Edwards going at 34. I could see them going at 42 um, with the two second rounders for the 76ers. Um, But Kyle, I will tell you right now, you are going to be upset with where I have Carson Edwards going in the second round because it's not Philadelphia. Uh, All right, let's move now to the uh, Warriors or at least the the 28th Mm -hmm. pick. I'm going Chuma. I I think that they don't need. I I don't know what the hell they do after the Cam Johnson, bitches. You haven't gone Cam Johnson? (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect pick. You need someone who can step in, shoot threes, play some defense at some level of respectable, you know, and he can come in year one and be able to play for them. He's not going to be starting for them, but he'll be able to play year one. He's mm-hmm. a good enough shooter. He spaces the offense perfectly. Like, there is, there's nothing about Cam Johnson that doesn't fit on this team. I know the, the Windler hey, shit's been out there as well, I love, but I, I like Cam Johnson slightly better than Windler. I loved Cam Johnson when I made that pick in our uh, live, I believe, for the Warriors. I'm double-checking. No, I didn't. I wanted to. Yeah, That was the one Windler. I wanted to, and I wanted Windler, yep. but I would love if Cam Johnson went to the Warriors. Yep. What's the goal of the Warriors now in this year? Uh, what do you think they're looking play to really do? really good still. <laughs> Why? Because you... What are you gonna do? Sit Steph all year? You're no, going to a new but, arena. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is, Which wouldn't you money. rather? You're going to a new arena, but you still yeah, have you're Steph. starting San Francisco. You're Come on, s- but you're still gonna sell it out. You're the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You have Steph Curry. Yeah. You're still gonna make. Are you money trying to there. sour the fucking fans off the bat? Like, come on, no, man. I'm not the saying. Oracle. I'm. Can, can I talk? I'm not no. saying bench Steph Curry. <laughs> sure. I'm not no, saying bench Draymond Green. I'm just saying, do you need to get guys that are gonna help right away? It doesn't. I'm not saying be bad. I'm just saying. What if you're the sixth seed? What if you're the eighth seed? What if you're the seventh seed? What if you don't have a great year, but you still make the playoffs? I think their goal is to make the playoffs, but yeah. I don't think they're like I don't think they're going to be headhunting for number one because what if you push Steph too much and he injures himself and then you're screwed and you have three hundred stars? He'll he'll do it on his own. But I'm nope. just saying like maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe we see a little bit of load management for mm-hmm. Steph. Maybe we see them take a shot at Chuma because you're in love with him. I you do. Love, I you love it. You love skill set. Yep. Why not give the team that's actually going to have a chance to win mm-hmm. something next year in KD possibly and Clay and Steph coming back and give them a wing that can be similar to hopefully Andre Iguodala's health, where he can be a guy that can move the ball at the uh, the three, that he can play good defense, that he can shoot from the outside. I would rather fuck it. Take your time. And let's see what we can do next year in the draft and just add to this team. Look, if they took if they took Chum, I wouldn't be angry. I'm just going based off of their priority with a lot of their picks. Mm-hmm. Is they like larger guys who decent college, still have some upside. I think Cam Johnson is that guy. I think older players as well. Yep. I, I think he's fine. I, th- I think he's mm-hmm. he is the fit for the team. And I think that, you know, everybody wanted Jacob Evans to be better than he was. Uh, I think Cam Johnson can deliver at the NBA level. I think Evans still has a chance to continue to get better, but I think Cam's going to deliver like day one and, and be a plus shooter. And for me, I don't know if they make a trade. Um, the reason why I went with them making a trade rather than going with Cam Johnson is basically there are guys that they like that are second-round talents, and it's one of those if we can make a trade – add more guys that we like compared yep. to just one in the first, 
why not do that? Because the guys that I have them, one of the guys I have them going with in the second round, I feel I can do the same thing for them that Cam Johnson does for them. Fair enough. Uh, someone also said, uh, could they trade Draymond? I think it's definitely possible, especially with they're going to be pushing very closely to the uh, luxury tax if they sign both Katie and Clay to the uh, the uh, max. So yep. that's going to be something that's they're going to have to And then if Draymond earns do. an all-NBA mm-hmm. bid, he's eligible for a super. The, yeah, only, so. the only way in my mind they trade Draymond is if we get to the trade deadline and they are not a playoff team, and they are not going to make the playoffs, which to me ain't going to happen. They'll yeah. be the fifth or sixth seed and give whoever they play. Well, a if fight Steph's for their ankle money. fucking like rolls over and dies week three of the NBA, I'm trading Draymond Green. Yeah. Right, I'm tank. Ta- can you imagine yeah, if that happened? Just, they tank I think for a you top Robinson. Five pick? Yeah, come on. You you, you watch <laughs> the Spurs go from Robinson to Duncan overnight because yeah. of one injury. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna have three injuries stacked up for the Warriors trading Drummond, and they're gonna be at the top of this next year's draft and get like Wiseman or some shit like this. I'm gonna <laughs> lose my shit. Draymond, not Drummond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever I said. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It, well, I would trade Drummond too. He's a piece of shit. We'll have to see. Uh, let's go down to twenty nine. I have the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken Daniel Gafford. Talked about it a little bit earlier. This kid was a lottery talent last year. I still think he has that talent. He fell a little bit, but I think he's still a good big. Mm-hmm. No, I got. He could tr- play solid basketball. I mean, this pick might clash a little bit with the Luca pick earlier, but um, it mixed up with my Nets going with Claxton over Chuma. I go with Chuma from the Spurs. I'm going to double down with the. Um, forwards, Chuma being injured, but I mean, when he comes back, he'll be great for the Spurs team and be a guy that has that. He, he's just a guy to me that everything that he is on the court fits what the Spurs want in a player. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Uh, I took Matisse Eibel, though, because A, rumors, B, uh, defense is awesome, mm-hmm. and C, they're going to teach this kid to shoot and he's going to be deadly. <laughs> yeah, if if he's available, fucking yep. take him. Absolutely. But I don't think he's, he's not available enough. Yep. So, fair enough. Um, that's pretty much it for that. And, uh, then, and then Bucks, Cam Johnson, it's shooting, it's passing the ball, it's it fits their team. For if me, you lose, if you lose Middleton, he can at least step in and shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like you know Tony Snow. For me, it's all rumors. Um, it looks like because of I'm gonna say that I think in real life, not mine, um, that Brogdon's gonna get a big offer from the Bulls. I think he might sign with the Bulls or might sign somewhere else, and then the Bucks are gonna go to our Ty Jerome. Because there's that big possibility that Brogdon might not be on their team next year. Chuma, 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 Chuma. Are you worried about what Ricky just said? No. I think they're going to pay the man. I think they're going to pay both men. I think Middleton Middleton and Brogdon Brogdon. are both going to stay. Brooke Lopez is unfortunately the one who I'm horrified about because he's really what made that team go at times. Uh, His spacing provided good good shot blocker. And just, yeah. Uh, That's the one that scares me. I would try... Uh, big splash mountain uh yeah yeah that's that's 21 through 30 that's our first mm-hmm. round we still have a whole 30 it's only been fucking three picks hours <laughs> uh any questions that you guys want us to answer uh before we get into the second round um why Sean, we... you gotta speed read your second round and then run away why because it's Cause... like 223 10 23 oh, um well yeah uh we didn't talk about bi heart being happy with the, they were traded were they didn't hear about that yeah um, we'll probably hit that after they mm-hmm. have some time to process and talk yeah. all right let's uh let's get this going uh it's starting just reading straight through 31 yeah. through it's 60. the entire second one. all right so ricky you'll start uh but we'll i'll, I'll actually intro it 
But let's move now into 31 through 60. Ricky, start us off. Okay. Well, aren't um, you going to chop it up for no, you, No, this one is... Uh, oh, shit. This one, because it's the week of, we're just going to put it all up. Because this would go up draft day. Sick. Which would be kind of stupid. Oh, you could just tag it, it back to back. That's... Um, but so whatever 31 um and also i'm going to ask you guys to help me out if if i don't say there's a trade correct me if i say the wrong thing because i was trying to fix this during the AD I'll, segment. i'm putting all the trades in, um, in the in the thing no i'm saying like i don't know if i switched teams to the right picks um with how my okay. um trades move so if i have a pick that's wrong let me know which side is right the so the is the trade the trade the trades are right um, it's just, I don't know if I switch them back. Just if I say okay. something that's All stupid, right. let right. me know. I'll try to figure it um, out. Ooh, that's a, that's a bad thing to say out loud. <laughs> no, I mean like, you know <laughs> Dave. Um, Nets via the Knicks. They're going to go with Darius Baisley, um, forward from New Balance. Then the Hornets via the Suns. The trade is going to be the Suns get the 36th and a 2021 second round pick. Hornets are going to move up from 26 to 32. They're going to take KZ Akpala. Um, John's going to like that one. He said I had KZ a little bit too low in my original. Then the Warriors from their trade with the um, 76ers where they got 33 and 42 for the 28. They're going to go at Bruno Fernando, um, center out of Maryland. Then the Sixers via the Bulls are going to go with Matisse Thibel forward from Washington. The Hawks going to go with Joshua O'Beasley, guard from overseas. Then the Magic are going to make a trade um, with the Suns again. Suns are going to move back again. They're going to move back um, out of the second round with this one. They'll get a 2020 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick from the Magic. Magic then at 36 going to go with Keldon Johnson um, from Kentucky. Then the Mavs at 37 go with Shamori Pons, guard from St. John's. Bulls via the Grizzlies at 38 go with Isaiah Roby, forward from Nebraska. Then the Celtics are going to make a trade with the Pelicans, which the Pelicans are going to get a 2020 second-round pick and the 51st overall pick. Um, Celtics are going to get the 39th pick, which they will take Talon Horton Tucker, or Talon Horton Tucker, out you of Iowa this. State. I have it Bulls, but it should be Pelicans. Okay. Because um, originally it was the Bulls in a deal that they made with the Pelicans. I forgot to change that. So it's Celtics and Pelicans making that deal. Then the Jazz are going to move up. They're going to make a deal with the Kings where the Kings get the 53rd pick and a future second. Um, the Jazz get the 40th pick. They go with Carson Edwards out of Purdue. Then the Hawks via Lakers go with Daniel Gafford from Arkansas. Warriors in their pick, their second pick from the Sixers go Admiral Schofield forward from Tennessee. Teebles via the Heat, they're going to go with Ethan Happ um, forward from Wisconsin. Then the Hawks via the Hornets, they're going to go with Davidis Servitas. 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 Well, yeah, that's the thing is it's Davidis Servitas, and it's, it's the awesome greatest thing ever. Yeah. Davidis Servitas, Davidis Servitas, Davidis Servitas. Forward yep. from overseas. Pistons <laughs> then go with Iggy Brisdigas, forward from Michigan. Then the Knicks make a trade where they're going to send the 56, the 2022 second-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick to the Magic. Um, getting the 46 pick, they're going to snipe Taco Fall um, before the Ooh. Kings have a chance to do so at 47. But the Kings are just going to go with Jonte Porter. You know, they like those bigs um, with knee injuries. Um, then the Clippers go with Cody Martin at 48. Spurs go with Marquise Bolden Center out of Duke at 49. 
Pacers go at Luke May forward from UNC at 50. Pelicans via the Celtics and their trade goal at Gerald Vick, guard from Kansas at 51. 52, Hornets via the Thunder. I think this is one of the last, this is the last trade I have. Um, it's basically, no, this is not a trade I have. One of the last ones is with the Thunder too. But um, Hornets via the Thunder, Dietrich Lawson. Kings via the Jazz, Zach Norvell Jr. at 53. Sixers at 64 go at Sean's boy, Naz Reed out of LSU. The Magic in the trade with the Knicks go with Kyle Guy out of Virginia. Um, Then the Clippers via the Blazers going to go with Dean Dean Wade out of Kansas State. The Thunder Pelican trade. Pelicans are going to get cash from the Thunder. Thunder get the 57th overall pick. They're going to take Jalen McDaniels forward out of San Diego State. Um, Warriors then take Terrence Davis, guard out of Old Miss at 58. Raptors go Jared Harper, guard out of Auburn at 59. And then the last pick with 60, the Kings go Eric Paschal with Villanova. Great job. Thank you. Great job reading it. I'll let you fucked up your draft board. Uh, Dave, try your best to go 30 with I'm 60. I'm read the shit out of this, boys. Get ready. <laughs> Nets at 31 are taking Grant Williams. Suns at 32 are taking Eric Paschal. 76ers at 33 are taking Carson Edwards. 76ers at 34 are taking Jonte Porter. That's a double for you. I'm just saying I like both of those picks. Uh, at 35, Hawks are taking Ty Jerome. At 36, I've got the Magic trading up, doing a pick swap, 36 for 46, and the Hornets will also receive a future second in 2023 to take their long boy in THT, Talon Horton Tucker. At 37, I've got the Mavs taking Daniel Gafford. At 38, I've got the Bulls taking Shamori Pons. At 39, I've got the Pelicans taking Ricky's boy, Lewis King. At 40, I've got the Kings going with Joshua Obese. At 41, I've got the Hawks taking Jalen McDaniels. At 42, I've got the Warriors via the 76ers for cash considerations. Shout out to my boy, cash considerations. <laughs> taking their boy, Dylan Windler. At 43, I've got the Wolves going Bruno Fernando. At 44, I've got the Hawks going Iggy Bristikas. At 45, I've got the Pistons taking Isaiah Roby. 46, I've got the Hornets via that magic deal just mentioned, taking Sean's boy, Naz Reed. At 47, I've got the Kings going to Quan Jeffries. At 48, I've got the Clippers going... Why can't I read this? Uh, Chris uh, Wilkies at 49. I've got the Spurs. God, that's hard. Taking Davida Servitas at 50. I've got the Pacers going Jordan Poole at 51. I've got the Celtics taking Jalen Leck at 52. I've got the Hornets going my Oni at 53. I've got the Jazz going uh, Zylan Cheatham at 54. I've got the 76ers taking Zlatan Ibrahimovic at 55. I've got the Knicks taking CJ Messenberg. At 57, I've got the Pelicans. No, yeah. At 56, I've got the Clippers taking Admiral Schofield. At 57, I've got the Pelicans going Kyle Guy. 58, I've got the Warriors going Marquise Bolden. 59, I've got the Raptors going Zach Norvell Jr. And at 60, I've got the Kings drafting Sean Anderson. <laughs> All right, so let's talk Who's about two picks ones? here, Dave. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and me. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> Because I can. I totally forgot you do this. <laughs> Who is who's that? It's Zlatan. Zlatan yeah. Ibrahimovic, the soccer player. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's fairly famous. Soccer, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah fairly famous. he's fantastic. That's too famous. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Last year went so obscure that people two? were like really confused. Yeah. Okay. I last forgot, year I went I so forgot s- you did that. Dude, last year I went so out there that people like were just like, who is this guy? I don't even understand. The soccer, was, 
the soccer player was just like, oh, well, David is Euros. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was hoping for. 76ers and Euros, man. Someone so said, y'all remember Ben Bentel. Yes, hello. Yes. <laughs> Shout yeah. out Ben Bentel. Uh, that was my Naz read. Sean, uh, but it's S-H-A-W-N Anderson, not yeah. S-E-A-N. Yeah. All right, let's move now to mine. 31, I have the Nuts taking Casey Akpala. 32, I have the Suns taking Lugans Dort. At 33, I have the Cavs taking the Dylan Windler. Uh, in that, the Cavs, uh, this is when the Cavs got the 33 and 34th. Sixers got the 26th. Then at 34, I have the Cavs taking Nick Claxton. 35, I have the Hawks taking my boy, Nas Reed. At 36, no. Nets via the Hornets. <laughs> like, no selling this side of the table. We're like, no. Nets via the Hornets via the Bulls. Uh, Hornets got the 7th overall pick. The Bulls got this tw- the 12th, the 36th, and 57th. The Nets then received the 36th and 38th. The Bulls got the 27th. So the Bulls flipped these two uh, second-rounders that they had and got the 27th pick. The Nets then take Lewis King. The Kings via the Mavericks take Isaiah Roby. The Kings get the 37th, and the Mavs trade 40 and 40. Or the Mavs get 40 and 47. So the Kings had... Uh, two second rounders. They trade that, package it up, and get Isaiah Roby out of Nebraska. Nice. At 38 in that Nets uh, Bulls pick, uh, the Nets pick Bruno Fernando, so they got their backup center. At 39, the Hawks via the Pelicans got Admiral Schofield. Uh, that was in the uh, earlier trade where the uh, Pelicans got 810. Uh, that's where the five pick swap happened, where the uh, Hawks got 39 for the Pelicans and the uh, Pelicans got 44 from the Hawks. Then at 40, the Mavericks via the Kings from earlier take Carson Edwards. 41, the Cavs via the Hawks take Jalen Leck. At 42, the 76ers take Tremont Waters out of LSU. At 43, the T-Wolves take Ty Jerome out of Virginia. 44, the Pelicans take Jonte Porter. At 45, the Pistons take Terrence Mann. At 46, the Magic take Divitas Servitas uh, from Lithuania. At 47, the Mavericks take Zylan Cheatham from uh, Arizona State. At 48, Clippers take Cody Martin. At 49, the Pacers take Jalen Noel. At 50, I don't know where my pick went. I had somebody there. I did not put anybody there. Uh, but at 50, the Pacers take somebody. Um <laughs> At 51, Nailed it. the Celtics take Terrence <laughs> Davis. Uh, at 52, the Bulls via the Hornets, uh, they get Eric Peschkal. At 53, the Jazz take Mayoni. Uh, 54, the Jazz, uh, 76ers take Iggy Brasdikas. At 55, there's a run on Michigan players. Uh, the Knicks take Jordan Poole. At 56, the Cavs via the Clippers take Charles Matthews. The Cavs get the 56 pick, and the Clippers get the Blazers' 2021 second rounder. Then the Warriors take Jalen McDaniels from San Diego State. The Raptors at 59 take Chris Wilkes. And at 60, the Kings take Jalen Horde out of Wake Forest. Um, I'll go back and find who I missed because uh, that's embarrassing. I definitely had somebody there um, that was available. Um, I'll figure it out. Was it Schofield? Admiral Schofield? Here already went. Um, I'll figure it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you guys want to start with second rounders? Obviously, we shouldn't talk about all these picks, yeah. but I one mean, of the big guys, any big surprises for you guys? With me, the one that I'll start with is kind of to wrap up our first round discussion of like Dave went with the Warriors with Cam Johnson. I feel like there's apparently they really like Terrence Davis. I don't know if he's going to go before 58. I would be surprised if he does because I haven't heard his name until I typed Warriors draft rumors into Google and was like, oh, who is this? Oh, Old Miss has someone in the draft that I did not know about. Um, so, like, there's him. Plus, I feel like Admiral Schofield was that guy I was talking about that has that Cam Johnson-like ability to space out the floor for them, and they also get Bruno to kind of not be a total rim protector but could be a better rim protector than they've had because they desperately need one. Do they? they need somebody at the five to be that rim protector for them. Because, I mean, 
Cousins was good, but Cousins wasn't great um, wasn't in the finals. Ever, so, exactly. You know, and that. that's the big thing. Of, he wasn't healthy, but because of that, he wasn't great when they needed him. At 50, the Pacers take Shamari Ponds. Uh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was looking through the changelog. I was trying to see that one. Yeah. Yeah, Shamari Ponds. Good call. Good Thanks. call. He works out for everyone. Uh, he he's been around. Um, I, I just I dig my 76ers picks because Carson Edwards, Jonte Porter, uh, that's just ideal in my world. Uh, mm-hmm. because look, they got to go with Naz Reed because he's injured also. No, I'm not taking Naz Reed. Uh, not there at least. But Carson Edwards, I think the scoring mm-hmm. off the bench that is huge for me because I I look at that team and look I know that they've got you know the real MVP out there coming off the bench, but it's okay. It's okay. We're not. I'm not trying to kick him out of town, but Carson Edwards mm. is is an upgrade offensively. Mm. He he's got no hesitation on his shot. It's fantastic. I'm sorry, Jake. I mean, oh, TJ. I you were talking more. No, I'm, just, no, I'm TJ, sorry, Jake. There's rumors yep. that he could even sign with like a team like the Suns. That's that's my fear yeah. is that he's going to get an offer to be a be a bench backup somewhere else and for more money. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the money to go out and do that. Well, um, I mean, ideally, they have to. Have that money be wrapped up in Jimmy, which they should offer from the five year, and then potentially keeping Toby. And then you, potentially you, Jay, Jay mm-hmm. You said you like your 76ers. Is that your favorite draft that you ended up having? Like, if you had to look at your, your draft after the second and first round, who would you say got the had the best draft in your mind? Celtics. Oh, man. Who? Celtics. Okay, I didn't Brandon Clark, Tyler Hero, Nasir Little, and Talon Horton Tucker. How many roster slots do you got? I mean, they've got four. They've you got four picks. Four picks. That's what I'm saying. That's... I mean, and Talon Horton Tucker is another one that they really like. So he was there at the second. I'm like, screw it. See, they're going to give up draft capital in the second and future second to go up and get him. Second round for me, I was thinking mm-hmm. the Magic. The Magic like long boys. They, yep. they inherited the GM from the Bucks, So they went out and got the weirdest combination of height and width that I've seen in a long time. Do you yeah. like that? I'm not mad at my magic uh, one. I know. You're right, Dave. It just seems stereotypical of me to take yeah. him, so I did it. My um, my magic one was Kevin Jelly, Keldon Johnson, then Kyle Guy. Yeah, Kyle Guy could be a good pickup uh, late in this draft. I think it for me it has to be the Pelicans. Not only do you get the best player of the uh, draft yeah, in Zion, you get Bulbul, you get Romeo Langford, you get Jonte Porter, and you get Jordan Bone from uh, from yeah. Tennessee, the quick guard. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think those guys are all pretty decent. Yeah, it's hard uh, to argue had a with. fantastic combine. Yeah. Porter, he doesn't need to play right away for you since you already had him. But if he's able to be healthy, he's going to be a great center. And if I'm worried about the size of Bull Bull, or look at Jordan. I mean, Jonte. Jonte's a big-ass boy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you get some of that uh, weight that you lose in Bull Bull, and, and you can make it up in Jonte Porter. So that, that's I, I really like what the Pelicans did. And even then, uh, you know, I like the, what the Hawks end up doing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hawks get Jared Culver. The Hawks get Brandon Clark. The Hawks get Naz Reed, and the Hawks <laughs> also get Admiral Schofield, where they get two players who can play great defense in uh, Admiral Schofield and Brandon Clark. They have a guy who can play great offense in Naz Reed, and they also get a all-around player in, in Jared Culver, and I think that's a that's a great trade for them. One thing I want to ask you guys is where do you think Taco Fall fits the best with? Because he's going to get drafted in the second round. Undrafted. No, he's undrafted. But where, what team does he fit best with in your mind? Because like the I've G-League. seen the UDFA Kings have worked him out twice. Obviously, the Magic have worked him out twice. The Knicks have worked him out. Um, like those are teams that I've seen that based off of if you get a second workout, a team likes you. There's a reason why they want to take a second look at you. Um, and I, I just feel like someone's going to take a stab on him in the second round. Yeah, Kings, Kings make sense. Yeah, put him on the Kings. <laughs> That's Kings pick. 
The yeah. Kings could take him fucking early second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... they trade him the first and take him. I mean, to be fair, if you if he you sucks. follow Reddit, like the Bulls took Taco Fall with the seventh overall pick in our. Uh, and oh, the, did we? Yeah, you know, it was it was a subreddit by subreddit thing. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to Fall. seven, we were like, you know what? Fuck you guys for taking Taco Fall. We were so nice. upset. Um, <laughs> it was a spiteful move, but it's the most Chicago thing we could do. Yeah, uh, Taco Fall sucks. He's, I don't he's care not if good he's at big. basketball. Yeah, he's not. He's not like Boban. Yeah, Boban can shoot in three. Yeah. Boban was stroking it late in the season. I, I don't trust Taco Fall. I mean, yeah. if I don't trust Bull Bull, I definitely don't t- trust Taco Fall. You just hate big guys. No, I big, hate big, big guys who aren't guys. big. He's <laughs> tall. He's not mm-hmm. big. He's a tall guy. And he's not well-coordinated. No. He doesn't like, have Bull great basketball is coordinated. Bull Bull kind of looks like a guard when he's dribbling the basketball. Dude, I'm telling you, I love, I but, love like, Bull But, like, I don't trust that his body's going to hang up. I definitely don't trust that Bull Bull's, or, uh, Taco Fall is going to be able to hold up. A horrible pick. Why would yeah. they do that? It's, just, it's a waste. Taco, play, Taco Fall played good defense against Zion, though. Number one pick in the draft. The unanimous number one pick in the draft played pretty good defense against them. All right, boys, looking at all this, who do you think had the most is going to have the most accurate draft come draft night? Me. Oh, naturally, me. I'm answering not me. I've already, <laughs> I, hey, I've already got luck on my side. I, I sort of want to for Ricky because, like, his is, you got a lot going on. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, last me? year, no, I'm I'm voting for oh, Ricky. Him, I him. think, like, thing is, last year we had I think three first round trades and maybe six or seven mm-hmm. in the second round. Ricky, you've got a high volume of trades in there, but it I mean, seems I've got right. what five in the first. The Bulls, I'll admit, Bulls and Warriors are the extra two. Yeah, and then one, two, three, four, five, six in the second. Yeah, so I think I think you've got a lot of action going on. I I like the reasoning behind a lot of these ones, mm-hmm. so I think that'd be good. I just I, I have player attachments. I think that's a problem. Is I, I see on one side what a GM wants to do and what the team may want, but I overrule that in my own logic <laughs> and be like, you don't really want that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you really need. Because <laughs> like, I know what you I've want. got the mixed bag because each team kind of, I, I, I do that little balance dance. Mm-hmm. We're looking back at last year's, and I, I think I killed last year's. I did a yeah. really good job on it. And that's, I, I think I'm straight away logic-wise from what I did last year. Well, I don't know who Katie's Achilles is, but I love him. He's hilarious. He said, I'm going to have to go terrible. with Ricky, surprisingly. I like how he looked at sources. He shaved, and he's confident. <laughs> yep. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no. That's uh, funny. You've said oh. a lot of shit tonight, which is hilarious I love, and I love terrible. Kyle Craig. Ricky's got more sources since he shaved. Yes. Yes, you're a resourceful. Well, you know, it's like I'm no longer the leprechaun, so people want to talk to me now. They're like, wow! I could talk to this uh, strapping young lad over here that's almost there. All right, since I gotta, since I gotta go to work, uh, who's who's gonna be the biggest riser? Who's gonna be the guy that we get who goes in the first round that we're shocked by? So the Papa Giannis Award kind that we're of. giving yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Uh, Lewis King is my guy. He's a guy that many see in the second. He's gonna go in the first. That's my Papa John pick. I, I don't understand why Nick Claxton is this high, but he's going that high. <laughs> okay. that's, that's my answer. I know we talked about him already, so I'm not going to go too deep. Mine's going to be Grant Williams. I think it's going to be a reach. I think he's going to go late first round. I think he'll go end up going a little bit higher. Who's the guy that falls high. the most? Um, I'm going to was... go Keldon Johnson. Really? Yep. I, I think, think he's going to fall out of the first round. Oh, no, I disagree. I think uh, THT. I think he's a guy who had been mm-hmm. mocking mid to like late uh late teens early 20s and yep. i think he falls into the 30s yeah i wouldn't be shocked if he fell in the second so i, that, I don't think that i don't think that's really too shocking to me okay. um i would say a guy who will fall that i'd be shocked by i think i'm gonna be upset at where gafford goes yeah i think he might go second round and i think that'd be I think a mistake he is going second round and that's not a mistake if mm-hmm. he goes but <laughs> if he's going like 45 below i think that is a mistake 
I think he's I think he's a he's definitely a top thirty prospect. Yeah. If he goes like top thirty eight, I think it'd be fine. But if he's going before Bruno Fernando, I don't understand it. Okay. So that's that's where I'd stand. Um I think too I think I mean what mm, no, I don't know. It's tough. Guys who can fall. Um maybe Baisley too. I, I I don't know what really the thermometer is on him. Yeah. If people like him, if people don't like him. Seems like he's getting a lot of workouts, which is good, but and I don't he, know if they're he going... He supposedly looks good in the workouts. The mm-hmm. question for me is his shooting and mm-hmm. how good that looks. That's the one thing that, like, you have a whole season, basically, to work on skills without teammates. You better be shooting really well. Yeah, and I could we knew see... his handle for size was above, you know, above average, so curious to see where shooting's really I could at. see Luca falling, too. I, I could see Luca falling the out one, of the first he round. Were, he played in one game and shut it down. He had to get something from somebody. I... That's understand. I, I I get that, but he might have just been like, I want to go in the in the draft, and maybe that was enough true. for him. We don't know where he got that promise, but mm-hmm. true, true, true. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't go first round, All but right. I think it'd be a mistake if he didn't. Um, any final thoughts? No, not that I can think of. I can't wait to see what my Bulls do on I'm draft so, night. I'm just super pumped, super <laughs> pumped for draft night, man. You have no idea. Which Thursday we'll be streaming it. Yes, we will be live streaming on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be hours long, and we'll mm-hmm. be uh, doing our uh, reactions. we the podcast right after. Yeah, we'll be doing our, uh, our live reactions, and we'll be going to the uh, recorded podcast. So uh, definitely check that out on June 20th. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, June 20th. Yeah, June 20th at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be here. Doing live on mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash most podcast. Yep. Uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, throw them out here. I can I could probably stay for like five more minutes. Um, yeah, we know Claxon did cancel all non lottery workouts. It sounds like he got a non lottery promise then. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how high, and that's my concern. Like, I could see a couple teams going there, but it just it the value doesn't add up for what I'm watching. Maybe he's a guy where, and here, here's the only thing I'll give him credit for is. Like he might be a guy who develops, and by the end of his rookie contract, he'll be worth that second contract and mm-hmm. like be playing pretty good. And that's sort of the fear is like you always want to get good value out of your draft picks. You know, ideally you get a superstar at the gates, but we see a lot of these guys can progress. And by the end of that first contract, they're like, "Well, you better pay me now because I've deserved it." Like I think Malcolm Brogdon's one of those guys where he kind of was good out the gates and then got even better to a point where we're like, "Yeah, he's going to get money from people now." I think I'm trying to think of an example of someone who popped off really late in the mm. rookie contract. Um, late in the rookie contract, yeah. Ubre, kind of. Kelly Ubre, yeah. He had a great finish. Um, uh, well, D'Lo, the Suns. D'Lo, yeah. D'Lo is a great guy because he struggled early in his career um, with the Lakers, and now he's looking at like twenty plus million dollars a year. So I think this is a great one, and this is where we're going to end it. And this is from the impeccable Minotaur, who we shouted out early in the stream. So shout out to him. He followed us today. Uh, the impeccable minutes are asked thoughts on where Chuma would have landed if healthy. Would he be a lotto pick? I would say the heat. early non lotto. So like top twenty. Yeah, or like between fifteen and twenty is where I would put him. So top twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're right. Yeah. I, I, I just I don't know if he like the heat would be a pick where I would, I would be confusing. Over. I would take him over uh, PJ Little. Or PJ, okay. I, I agree with that. I I like PJ still better. Um, I think I think PJ. Um, while he might not have the passing that Chuma has, Chuma's um, got good shooting. He's got good passing. He's I like got PJ good better as a skills. shooter. PJ has a much better form than Chuma does. Mm. Chuma Chuma has a weird fade back. I think he's too quick. Though. I think he's he's not he's not quick enough, and I think okay. that he's got a weird shooting form. Um, I don't. And I'm not in love with the shooting. If he's healthy, he's also one of the bounciest players in this draft. But he's good rebounder. Quick. 
but he's a good rebounder. He's, he he mm-hmm. works it in and out. So uh, I, I think that, yeah, I, I would have had him go as high as the Heat. Would have been as high as he goes. KD Achilles, if Nas Reed is good, can you guys sell <laughs> Nas Reed merch? Well, Dude, we Sean, are, you got to reach out to Nas Reed and get We are going to start point. selling yeah, Nas Reed merch because he's already good. <laughs> Nas Reed is already good. He's already the GOAT. Um, I'll work on that. Yeah. yeah. I'll work on getting Nas Reed maybe. on the podcast. If he, gets, if he goes Summer League, maybe oh, we get some Summer League fun. Especially I'll, Vegas Summer League. Hey, yeah. the, first, the first player that we'll ever have on the Fast Break Podcast needs to be Nas, Nas Reed. Reed. I love that guy. That'd game. be amazing. But not the first player that we've had on MVP. No, because shout yeah. out Mohurst. Mm-hmm. Um, final thoughts from you guys. I can't wait for Thursday. I can't wait for Thursday. Can't wait for early July when we go to Summer League. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Ditto. Ditto, no, no, no. This draft is going to be amazing. I just, I just, I wish that it was, I wish it was all three of us going. I love that David and I know, get to go, but. You know the best part about this next week is what? we do the draft. We do the, here's how we think they're going to land in the mm-hmm. NBA level. And then you just fucking clear the whiteboard. We start all over. That's, That's what true. I'm most excited about. It's That's like true. new draft. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Go watch a bunch of fucking tape on a bunch of high schoolers, watch their international games, and I get to do this all over again. That's it, it's the new bunch because I feel like I've I've gone through all it's these like players and me. all the tape and it's just like we've talked about them to yeah. death. It's like with and me I found with the everything NFL that I don't I like about them. Can't wait for these new quarterbacks that I get to yeah. talk about. You just over magnify mm-hmm. situations because we've been talking about them for a year. A lot of people we want to thank. Obviously, I want to thank you too. You beautiful people. Uh, shout out to Dave and Ricky. I thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Dave and Ricky. Uh, shout out to all of our patrons that popped in. I know Pat was in here. I know Jake was in here. I know Eric was in here Almost as well. Almost 300 followers now on. Uh... Yes, on Twitch, shout out to the 54 people that followed us on Twitter today. Um, I know Impeccable Minotaur was one of them. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Katie's uh, Achilles and Katie's uh, or Clay's ACL. I honestly well, think they were the same a, person. Just I think he's also accounts. the same person who was uh, Bobo Stomach, stomach. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobo, you know, zero pounds. Shout out to whoever you are. Katie is Achilles says he's in school to be a sports agent. So uh, that'd be awesome. That. Nice. Do you want to well, represent me? Business. Apparently I'm going in. Sports business. It, it's 60. The Kings are going to take you. Um, the Shout out to Kyle Craig as well. I know he was in here. Um, shout out to everybody that was mm-hmm. in here. Obviously, I'm just trying to think of names because I I, I yeah. didn't pull my my, uh, my my I have my computer closed. But Thank shout out to everybody yep. that was in here. Honestly, uh, we appreciate all of you that were in here and talking. Uh, you guys are great. You guys keep us going. Um, the fact that we did this plus for, hours. we're closing in on four. So nice. honestly, appreciate all you guys for sticking around. Uh, absolutely incredible, and we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. So mm-hmm. uh, all you guys are fantastic. We were streaming over 40 people. constantly throughout this so uh you guys rock we love you so much thank you so much if you're watching on youtube thank you so much as well if you're listening on block talk radio we hope you enjoyed and we hope you entertained you for the three plus hours and shout out to my boy uh that 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 bashed us on youtube uh for saying that we we, these guys pay for their videos to be seen which we don't have money to do um and also that their videos uh to our videos are so long annoying shout out to my boy mike cunningham uh this is a three plus hour one for you baby uh i like how people comment thinking that we don't read this shit like i have an email and i'm addicted to it i read it all the time uh but anyways shout out to everybody uh, who gives us love shout out to everybody who gives us hate i don't really care uh it's all fun and makes Mm -hmm. me laugh either way but we love you Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you to Ricky. Thank you to Dave. Uh, Hope you guys have a great night. And we will see you Thursday, June 20th, for the NBA Draft. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.